Carl, do you mind tell people about who you are and your YouTube channel while I fix this? Yeah, uh, so I'm Earthling Carl. I'm a nationalist, uh, Anglo-Saxon, English, anarcho-capitalist, vegan, and I make YouTube videos uh, on LBC conversations and sort of uh, comment on them mainly and uh, criticise people, mainly Majid Nawaz, sort of expose him as a globalist and uh, whatnot. But uh, yeah, uh, that's most of it, to be honest. All right. Okay, yeah. I think everything is fixed now. Cool. Um, people, do you have audio? Okay, yeah. They they can see, they say it's working now. We can hear you now, fantastic. Sorry about the issues. You can see this is not my usual studio. This is a new place, but I think I figured everything out. Um, I'm gonna, uh, once we once this live stream is over, again, um, I mentioned to Carl as well that I'm gonna cut this into pieces based on the topics that we're gonna talk about. So the topics I'm, I'm thinking I'm we're gonna talk about today is um, you know globalism. Um, maybe you're a white nationalist. Would you say that? Uh, I'd say more kind of English nationalist because uh, white national. I mean, yeah, I guess basically just nationalist in general. I'd say. Okay, but not. Yeah. But um, ethno nationalist. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, ethno, yeah, ethno nationalist. Yeah. That's okay, so, so you're an ethno nationalist, um, yeah. and you have some uh, views regarding uh, the influence of Jewish people. On on uh, yeah, I'd say uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, to some extent, anyway. Okay, uh, we could talk about that. You want to talk about uh, your anti-militant um, atheists? Uh, you have sympathies for Christianity, like like you think, yeah. uh, and your anti-globalism. Yeah, um, all right, so we could talk about all of that. Let's start with. Uh, ethno nationalism, right? So, yeah. so you're pro ethno nationalism. What, what, why are you? Uh, and I'm gonna keep an eye on the live chat as well. So, people, if you have any questions, please uh, send me your questions, uh, and I'll ask um, Carl. But why are you an ethno nationalist? Uh, I'd say really because I support the self determination of the European people. And in the same way, I support the self-determination of the Jewish people in Israel to have their ethno-state. I support the self-determination for the English, the Swedes, the Germans. And if they want to live as a group of people voluntarily and they're not causing any harm to anyone else, I see no issue with that, to be honest. Yeah, okay, but, but why, is it, why is their ethnicity an issue? Like, why... Um why, why is that important to you? So you, what, is that, what does it mean to be an ethno-nationalist? You think that uh, the, the, like a country like the UK needs to be mostly for white people? Uh, I'd say basically uh, I, I actually support diversity. So I support diversity of many different ethnicities. Mm. And the way you keep diversity is you need separation. You need borders. And if you, everyone mixes together, you destroy diversity. So the people who actually care about diversity are the ethno-nationalists. But globalists who want mass immigration, open borders, you actually hate diversity by definition. So. How is that so? How is it that if you want uh, immigration that's against diversity? Is it because you're saying there's going to be race mixing and everybody's going to be the same? Is that why? Yeah, well, basically, yeah, well, basically um, race mixing is part of it. It's not the most important factor but yeah if you have mass immigration of various people into Europe 
you're going to dilute white people and you're going to, I mean, one of the, the major factors, for example, in the UK, we have the grooming gangs. And so when you have these, these people move into like Rochdale, Rotherham, that will directly result in less white babies being born because these girls who are being abused, their lives are being ruined. And so they're less likely to go on and have a successful marriage and raising a family. And so you, it, it could almost be uh, related to like in ecology, when you introduce, introduce uh, a foreign species into an environment and it affects the native population. That, that's kind of what it is. Okay, but, but other than uh, in abusive scenarios, what's wrong with race mixing? Yeah, I think with race mixing, it's like you are, the end result of race mixing, if we all race mix, we're all going to be turned into a kind of homogenized coffee-colored race with no individuality. And I don't want that. I like diversity. I like to go to Japan or China or India or parts of India and various nations and see different people and have different cultures. But if we all mix together, you're going to destroy that diversity. So, but do you think our diversity only comes in the form of race? Like, don't we all, like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that share the same race as me, and I think I'm very different from them. And uh, isn't the diversity of opinion, diversity of, uh, you know, culture, diversity of way of living, isn't that, like, I don't really, what's the point of diversity in skin color? Like, is that, is that a, why is that a big deal? Yeah, I think um, like like you can have diversity in, in many factors, but where we talk about diversity now, it's about race. When people say they want diversity, like they'll say the film Black Panther is extremely diverse because it's all black people. Mm. And so diversity in general is seen in how many blacks or even Muslims or non-white people you have. It's not about ideas. There's no diversity in four. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about like uh, real diversity, right? Like, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know if you... I mean, so if you're against race mixing, like, are, you, are you against people just falling in love with whoever they want to fall in love with? Uh, or who be with whoever they want to be with? Like, do they have to check who, what the race of the people they are uh, before they before they decide? I mean, I don't. I mean, doesn't the fact that um, that you isn't love more important than the race and ethnicity of the person? Isn't it more likely for you to be able to find somebody that you could match with if you um, increase the number of people that you are looking at globally, right? I mean, what's, I don't see that, I mean, and this is a, the issue I have with ethno-nationalism and people that even both on the left and the right that talk about race so much. I just don't see what, what's so special about race. I don't see what's so, uh, I mean, when I, when I find somebody compatible to be with as a friend or as a partner, Race seems to be the last thing on both of our minds. Okay. So I think there's two situations. So um, before 1948 in the UK, we were almost entirely white, English-speaking and Christian. So we were uh, uh, an homogenous nation like Japan. And so that is very different to post-1948, so where we are now. So where we are now, it's very hard to be objecting to race mixing because we have lots of non-white people here. But I am really against the initial uh, flooding of white countries, or any country for that matter, with people who the natives do not want there. So in Israel, 
they clearly do not want mass immigration. They uh, set up a massive border fence that has reduced illegal immigration by 99%. So they don't want Africans in that country. They even sterilized or gave uh, contraceptive injections to the Ethiopian black women because they want less black people in Israel. And so I'm against the initial action of, of illegally flooding countries with people who aren't wanted. After they're in the country, it, I, I'm not like I'm, I'm not going to start saying like we should police, you know, people not race mixing. That's not the idea. It's, it's the initial like uh, uh, mass immigration. Okay. Um, so again, I'm, I mean, just because Israel does it, that doesn't mean kid right, right? Uh, no, no but, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But people people will often defend Israel, won't they? You know. Uh, yeah, uh, but but he, but he, okay. So he, here's a question: Like, if you is it if you so you're a globalist nationalist, anti-globalist nationalist, uh, yeah. um, um, and but if you meet uh, another uh, a black person that is a anti-globalist nationalist, right? Do you mm. think you have more common with that person than another? Uh, English white person that is pro-globalism and anti-nationalism. Do you think you have more common with that black person or with that white person? Oh, the black person for sure. But the, the point is that's uh, that's one in a million. You know, right. most, not you know the majority of black people are not going to be in favour of white nationalism. We know this. It, it's no, 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 I didn't say white nationalism. I said nationalism. Right. So, oh, yeah. for, so, for example, like, let's say a Pan-African or like or a, a Japanese person that is nationalist, right? Like anti-globalist, right? Yeah. Uh, for their own country. Right. So I think you yeah. two would get along a lot more than another white person or English white me? person. All right. OK. So mm. what I'm what I'm getting at is like the, like from all the things that makes us um, get along or live harmonious life with each other. I think it seems to me that race and ethnicity are at the bottom of the list when compared to so many other things, especially ideas. Oh, oh. yeah, you go well, on. Well, actually, that's, that's completely false. I mean, we have many countless studies showing that the more diverse an area becomes, the less social cohesion there is, the less likely people are to want to interact with the community. Uh, there's, a, there's a book you should read by, by uh, Robert Putnam called Bowling Alone, also, he has a study where he uh, focused on 30,000 Americans, right. and the more diverse the area was, the less likely they were to go out and vote, to participate in community projects, mm. to volunteer, many areas of life. So the more di- And we know this in, in major cities, people are more antisocial, aren't they? In London, for example, you know, but in the countryside... They're less, they're more sort of. They know each other, and right, but that, but that could be because of their diversity, the, the diversity, the too much of the 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 difference in ideas, not necessarily of race. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. I'm obviously I'm not for open borders, right? But I'm saying that this, if you're, are you for against any kind of immigration? Uh, I think for the UK now, I would like to end all immigration, and many people would as well, to be honest. I mean, okay. this is not like a new- yeah. So, but before before we got to the point where you're now for any kind of immigration, before like let's say UK was in in a situation where it could accept immigrants, right? Yeah. So if you have two different screening criterias, um, mm. one was based on people's race and ethnicity, and the other one was based on people with certain values and ideas, it would make a lot more sense to put the screening criteria based on values and idea rather than race and ethnicity, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I also think, though, um, I'm more in favour of kind of natural migration. So when you have someone who is French or Swedish or German, if they go to the UK or England or whatever, after a generation or two, once they have an English accent, you're never going to know they are an immigrant. But when you have someone in sub-Saharan Africa or Pakistani or whatever, you always know they're an immigrant. In the same way, like Iraq to Iran or, you know, uh, Nigeria to the Ivory Coast. It's easier for those people to assimilate and integrate. That, that, that's the thing I find it important. Why? Because of their race? Yeah, literally because they're raised. I mean, those people, you're, you're not likely to, to know they're an immigrant. And so they're more likely to fit in. But, but, are... but why should that matter if, they, if, they, if, they va if their values and their, uh, is compatible? If you like, allow immigrants that have values that is compatible with the way of life that you want to have in your country, what does it matter what race they are? Yeah, I think if it's a small enough amount, you can absorb them. But another issue you have is a kind of, um, oh, it, what's, it's, it's basically where they go back to the mean. So their children, if they have children, they will go back to a more, uh, what, what the average is. So in terms of, if you have a really high IQ black person, their children are more likely to be the average black IQ, if you've heard of that. Um, okay, Theo Mikey is asking in the live chat, uh, here's a question, if we could enforce his policies now in the UK, what would become of the immigrant population already there? Uh, um, send them all home. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But uh, no, I think basically um, it, it's complicated, but I would say the, the most important fact is to stop all further immigration. That's, that's the most important fact. After that, Many of the people, I believe the ones post Tony Blair in 1997, his kind of complete open, opening the borders, a lot of those people should be incentivized to go back, in my opinion, because that was an illegal act. He did not ask the people of this country if they wanted uh, a third of a million people entering the UK every year. There was, there was no question posed, no referendum, so that, that, that has to be reversed in my opinion. Post-1948 immigration, the sort of windrush, again that was, that was an illegal act by the government against the people of this country. So. All right, but I, just, I want to really get back to that, so, uh, sorry, this because, um, sorry for the live chat, because this is um this is, I still don't understand. Like you're saying that um, it needs to be a small amount, but I'm, I don't really understand that if you have people that are have views and way of living. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into IQ yet because that's a different topic. But if they, if their, if their, if their culture or if their views, or if their uh, the, the life that they want is compatible with the with what the country wants, right? Um, yeah. You're saying the reason why we should allow less of them compared to somebody that it looks like the natives at the at your country is because we're always going to be able to point at them and um, you know see that they're immigrants. Whereas a Frenchman, you can't tell. But I don't understand why. I mean, why is that important? I mean, if well, they're living, if they if their views are compatible with Enlightenment values or the values that makes your country great. Why does it matter what they look like? Yeah, I think it's just like when you look at it in terms of where you are and kind of anti-atheist, or I say an atheist and, and that kind of viewpoint, it's like, oh, well, who cares about skin colour? But the fact is, these people, when they come in, many of them, we see this, 
they group together in ghettoized areas and they stay in their one group. This kind of idea, this utopian vision where we all live in this rainbow nation and everyone intermixes, that's not how it actually works. In reality, you have areas like Small Heath, where I live in Birmingham, which is 90% Pakistani Muslim, hmm. 90%. So those people, they're not dispersed around Birmingham. They're all in one area. And you also have in London, Tower Hamlets, you might have heard of that, in Bradford, you have huge concentrations of one set of people. And so... People, generally speaking, they want to be around people who are like themselves, what? even if they're not the same. Uh, that might, that, sorry to interrupt, but that might be because of the because they allow people with the bad value system, not because of their race. I mean, like in Canada, we don't have that much of a problem as you guys are having in the UK yet. Oh God, it's, co- yet. it's coming for Canada. Okay. It's coming for Canada. Well, but the reason why we haven't <laughs> had, okay, but the, well, yet the reason why we haven't had it yet, maybe that because the policy is changing, maybe it's coming for Canada, right? I understand. I'm just saying that's that's why I'm saying yet. Okay, is because mm. even though we have immigrants from all over the f- planet, it's based on specific education, specific skill set. So I'm just saying that maybe the fact that you have ghetto areas in the UK has less to do with the fact that they're from a certain race, but because the immigration policy just allowed people with bad values in. Do you know what I mean? It's mostly because of their bad ideas and the way that they want to live and the, one, the way they want to keep living, even though they're now in a different country. It's more about that rather than what race or ethnic, you know, ethnic background they have. Yeah, I think if you have the numbers to a point where they're so small that they're forced to interact with the wider community, that's okay. But the numbers we've been having, even if they were, were really good value people, they would still rather group together. Like if I went to Japan, immigrated to Japan or China, mm. I would want to be around other English-speaking Why? white people. Because Why? I feel more, yeah. I feel more comfortable around mm. people who are like myself. Okay, so okay, first, so like right, again in Canada, what I noticed when I came to Canada is that it, the, there was no ghetto areas for Muslims or for different different races. We all were mixed like in the classroom. The atheist and the Christian and the Muslim, we're all in the same classroom. The, the neighborhoods are kind of mixed. It might be changing soon. I don't know. How, but, how many, what, what, what Muslim percentage are there, is there in Canada? Just to, I, I don't know. It's much less. Okay, so yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. So you're, but, you're seeing it at 5%, 10%. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Um, given that a lot of these values come from those you know, Muslim countries, the fact is that if you just screen for good values, you're already also reducing the number of people that you're accepting from problem areas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, well, then, and then you mm-hmm. could just accept as many as people, like you, could be have, you can even have no limits of people that you accept with good value system and the right skill set no, and right no education. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 just at, I'm not saying there shouldn't be any limits, but I'm just saying yeah. that you could even be, but I don't understand why would you, why would they, like if, why, why would you even be opposed to having people with, if like, let's say your country lives, let's say you have skill set A, you already have enough of that. And you actually even have more than enough of that. But skill set B, you need, you need to fill it out with this many people because there's not enough of it, right? Uh, and you allow immigrants in. Um, as long as they have the skill set and as long as they have a certain value system, why not just let any, uh, everybody in from wherever they are or from whatever ethnic background they are as long as they have that value system and that skill set? Do you know what I mean? 
Well, I think the reason I, I don't do that is because I don't treat the UK as kind of like a corporation. I think, like, especially in the US right now, the US is basically a corporation, like a, a massive entity where it's a business, essentially. And so I see the UK, or rather England, because England, Scotland, Wales, I see it as actually a, a people, you know, a, a land, whereas you're seeing it as kind of commodities in terms of people moving around, which is a very globalist way of seeing it, where people are commodities and you move them from X to Y to Z and make some more money in this place. I don't see it like that. I see people as a belonging to their land. And so it's just, it's a different way of seeing the world. You see, I think with you, because you're an ex-Muslim and because like you can't live in Iran, I don't believe you can't live in Iran, can you? I can, for, you. I can, oh. but for a very short time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it would be between the time I get there and my execution date. Exactly. Yeah. So you wouldn't last very long. Like, yeah. So yeah. the point is, it's very hard for you, I think, to have a kind of connection to Iran as an ethnicity or, or a race because those people hate you. And so you can't be an, an, an Iranian or Persian nationalist. You know, I mean, a question I want for you is what would you think about the Persians being ethnically replaced over, say, a number of centuries by by Japanese or Chinese, would you care? Do you have no? Do you have any? Do you have any love for those people? Is it like? Okay, so you know? actually, let me answer that in two ways. First of all, a lot of people that are against Islam in Iran, they're actually yeah. ethno-nationalists, right? So, so okay. I- Iranians, many Iranians consider themselves as uh, Aryans, right? Yeah. Iran even means the land of Aryans, right? Yeah. My name Armin means the protector of the Aryan land. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Um, and a lot of people. Uh, so basically, the two competing ideologies in Iran, the most uh, is basically Islamic uh, ideologies and uh, Aryan uh, ethno-nationalism. And these people want uh, are very anti-Islamic. Uh, they want their country to go back to Zoroastrianism. They think that uh, Islam is an uh, barbaric Arab um, foreign idea that came and destroyed the glorious Persian Empire, right? Uh, they, they think Iranians are superior to Arabs, uh, and they're very, very racist. And in fact, it's, it's the other, like, you think that I... Uh, but, but, but you said they're racist. I mean, do they just like, do they love their people, or do they actually hate others? Is that like... They actually hate Arabs. Uh, no, no, very much so. Like it's so, the Arab hatred is so common in Iran uh, okay. that it's actually unusual not for you not to be anti-Arab. Um, and um, yeah, so the, the thing is that anti-Arab or anti-Sunni? Is that specifically? It's anti-Arab. Uh, yeah, so well, actually, the thing is that they don't see a difference. They think that Islam is basically an Arab invasion of the glorious oh. Persian Empire, right? They Got think it. everything Islamic, they think like they say basically Islam should remain for the barbaric, Islam is a barbaric ideology and it's only good for the Arabs, uh, keep, it, keep it for the Arabs. We, we should go back to Zoroastrianism, yeah. right? So that's what the, the thing, so when you say that when I, uh, um, I'm probably I'm not proud of my race. I'm not proud of my race, but the, the thing yeah, that has nothing to do with m- uh, my country wanting to kill me, because most of the people that are ethno-nationalists in Iran are also um, people that, if they express themselves openly, they, they would be executed. Right? Uh, uh-huh. they, in fact, they, they're against Islam because of what it did to this to the, to the glorious Persian Empire that they they romanticize so much. Um, the thing is that. I don't. So if you say, 
so it, this is why it's so hard for me to sometimes to find. I mean, there's a lot of atheist activists in Iran, but a lot of them that usually follow me, they, they get disappointed because they, when they follow me, because they see I'm anti-Islam, they also think I'm anti-Arab, and they get disappointed when they find out that I'm not actually anti-Arab, right? But um, so the, th the thing you ask me if I would be upset if they get replaced by Japanese, I just don't see, I mean, so, so for example, when you say, they're like replacing white people, like or they're killing the white race. Um, it's not like it's not genocide. I, I, I'm not pushing that. I know, I, I know you don't use yeah. the word genocide, but you yeah. still think yeah. it's a replacement and it's a crime and it shouldn't be happening. I just don't think yeah, yeah. like I don't I don't like. Okay, so if why should I feel bad for people in Iran if they get if if they get replaced by Japanese if it was all not by force if, how did, okay so there's two if you're talking about replacement as in genocide actual real genocide where you go kill people right and you destroy your race that way okay yeah. obviously that's a crime because you're harming people right yeah but i don't see who are you harming if the way your race is getting replaced is through people voluntarily making decisions people falling in love with people of different races okay, okay, okay. yeah 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 so so the main point is, it is it is by force because the government is forced by definition, and so the governments were post 1948. They were forcing uh, thousands. Uh, I've got the numbers. Wait a second, I'll find it. But thousands, tens of thousands of Caribbeans and South Asians into the into England, the UK, against the will of the native people. So they were using force because if we opposed that it would still happen, you know? And so that was being used in force. Again, like I say, it, they, they weren't on the streets shooting down white people, I get that, but they were importing people who had quite dangerous cultures. And we know now what's happened with kind of like the gang black culture in London and the Pakistani Muslim Bangladeshi, what they're doing. So they have, like I say, they, it's hard to explain. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, no, don't let me interrupt you if you want to continue. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so no, but 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 yeah. um, but would you be okay with the white replace ending if it happened without force, like if it happened naturally, if it happened through people just voluntarily coming to the UK or people voluntarily leaving from UK or other white countries and just mixing and falling in love, and all of a, uh, within you know one, uh, one generation there was no such thing as the white race. If it all happened without force, would you be okay with that? Okay, so basically, uh, because I'm uh, a narco-capitalist, if we had a situation You're where what? the English... You're anti... Anarcho-capitalist. Anarcho oh. Okay. Anchor, yeah. So, do you know, do you know what that means? Or... No, explain it, please. Oh, it means basically uh, capitalist rather than socialist, but also I'm opposed to the state, i.e. like uh, oh. the government, a big state. You know, obviously, a globalist love the state, so I get that, yeah. But anyway, so, but if we had a situation where the English people owned their land... And they were inviting uh, Africans into England to live on their land and they were housing them and it was all voluntary. I would happily endorse that. Of course, the issue is most English people who are in this country would never have done that. No English people would never would ever have gone to Pakistan and then invited Pakistanis into this country. It would never have happened. This only has happened because of the government, because of the state. Okay, but and so, okay, not, not Pakistan, let's say uh, some other, like, let's say, for example, um, I don't know, Japan, right? So if, let me ask you the question that you asked me, right? If Japanese yeah. people came, if people came to uh, UK and it got mixed so much at some point and it wasn't by force that there is no white race anymore yeah. in, in, in UK, 
would you be opposed to that? Would you be crying over the fact that the white race is dying? Yeah, I mean, you could actually replace the English people with the Chinese, and the Chinese, I would say, objectively, are a better people. They're more industrious. They're less crim they're less criminal criminally, uh, uh, you know, sort of likely to be criminals. And so you could do that. You could literally get sixty million Chinese and import them to England and just get rid of all the English. But I still don't want that because I love the English. I love my people. But it's what, not. A, it's not it's, why wouldn't you want that? What's wrong with that? Because I, I love my people. This thing, this is what's like the nationalist versus the globalist. I don't want to be replaced by Chinese. But how is that are... you, though? Like, it, 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 here's what I have a problem with. You're saying, uh, I love my people as if you, my people, I mean, has anything to do with ethnicity. Like, you love some people more than others because of their race? Why? It's, it's like I say, it, it, it's your family, it's your extended family. And so we have the Jewish people, they love their people, they don't want to see them go extinct. And so they've created their own state in Israel to defend the, Israel, the Jewish people and have them exist in a thousand years time. You know, okay. you, have, you, have, you have hundreds of years of English amazing history, Shakespeare, all the kings and queens and luck and all sorts of people. Uh, philosophers, all of that will still be there. All of that will still be there. How do you know that, though? How do you know? I mean, I go to these uh, this English heritage. It's amazing. They, they they basically they keep alive the castles and the manors and all these sort of places all over England, and it's funded mainly by white people who are. It's a charity kind of thing, and so when I go to those places, you never see blacks or Muslims there. Black people and Muslims don't care about this history because it's not their history. No, you know? when I when I when I went to uh, when I went to Japan. The, in their mm. museum, they were they were they had non-Japanese uh, history, uh, um, you know, items there. They had Egyptian stuff. They had stuff from Europe. They had people preserve history. It doesn't matter if there's no, from no, the race. No, or, no. But 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 can I get back to oh, who was funding? Who was funding it? Though? I mean, who was funding it? The Japanese. Exactly. It's their it's their history, isn't it? You know? No, no. It was in their museum. They had stuff from other places. It, they no, preserve it because it's history, not because it's Japanese. But the Japanese people are doing it though. There weren't blacks in there, was there? Muslims or other Hispanics or stuff. You know, this is a, this is a unique trait of the English, of the British, of the Europeans to preserve history. I mean, I've seen there's museums in Egypt, there's museums in Iran, there's museums in yes. Syria, there's Pakistan. They have museums. Yeah, and look, what, look what Muslims did to the Syrian bloody stuff with the uh, what's the, uh, the the big the big uh, sort of place that destroyed it and smashed all the stuff you talk, and all that. Yeah, there was ISIS. Okay, let, yeah, I know, but they're still Muslims. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, go on, go well, on. Okay, I don't want to, I mean, I can give you examples of others, but I don't want to do it like a who's the worst competition. I know. Yeah, okay. I don't want to get that. But I just want to say, like, when you say it's extent, when I say why would you love some people for their ethnicity rather than anything, other things, you say, okay, what, okay, yeah. you, you say this is your extended family, right? But that's another way of say, just saying, well, you love them, right? I just want to understand why, why our love for okay, our okay, fellow okay. human beings has to be based on race rather than, yeah, other, yeah go on. Here we go. Do you think it is justified to try to make sure the elephant, the rhinoceros, the panda, the tiger does not go extinct? Is that important? Um, well, well, it's important for 
but I see it as a sign of something else, right? Like if the panda is going extinct, is is probably we're is is a sign of some bigger problem that is happening. So I see it as like a canary in the mine more than the more than I would be worried about the panda specifically itself. It Wait, would... so, so you, you don't see any kind of like special the beauty of this amazing animal that the elephant the rhino the lion you you see nothing like 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 sort of like a, it, 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 it's 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 priceless you understand i mean you, you, you don't care about that um like, i mean I, I i do have some emotional attachment to wanting panda being around but i don't i don't think i mean and the thing is, okay, so the animals that are alive today are like a one, like a tiny fraction of all the animals that have gone extinct, right, throughout evolution, right? Yeah. Why are we, why are, uh, I, when, when pandas go extinct, um, I, would, I would say like, holy fuck, what's happening to our planet more than, holy fuck to me, like we have no pandas anymore. I mean, I, get, I, I get, might get upset that there's no panda anymore, oh, but, but I'm just saying that why are we more so upset about pandas going extinct rather than the 99% of the other okay. animals that have very gone simple. extinct? Yeah, very why? simple. The animals millions of years ago, we had no ability to keep them alive, but we do now. We have the ability to stop these animals going extinct by stopping destroying their environment. Okay, but you're talking, you're, you're talking about an entire species, right? But yes. but humans. Um, so to, the comparison to that would be the human uh, species as a whole going extinct. Not not like like for example, the the closer example that you would have is like if you have pan still have pandas, right? Let's say you have two different populations of pandas that they're kind of different, and now they're mixing together, and now we only have one population of pandas. I don't see that as a tragedy. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That would be a closer comparison. Because we don't, no, but, but we're not, you know, we're, yeah. But, but you are aware of the achievements of European people compared to, say, sub-Saharan Africans. You understand that, don't you? Right. Yes. You understand, you understand that, that you can't in any way compare sub-Saharan Africans or, or Australian Aborigines or Native Americans in, in, in Native America to the achievements of the European race. You understand that? You could, you could in, in no way can you compare these two. We're talking like... Right, I understand that, but going forward, because of technology and uh, sharing of information, I think the sub-Saharan uh, person today might be, uh, on average, will be able to uh, contribute more than, um, you know, 200 people back in history, like during the time that, the you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm saying that, first of all, I, we, here's another thing. I don't, uh, when it comes to the people deserving protection and love. I don't, you said that you don't look at people as like products, right? But now you're looking yeah. at them as producing machines and efficient, like I, I, I love people because, because, because they're people, not because they're producing and, uh, you know, contributing, right? Uh, not, it seems now you're treating them like um, products that their worth is based on what they produce and what they contribute. You were, you were just against that just a while back. Oh no no! I, I'm just saying that's one of the reasons why I want to keep the uh, the English or the Europeans alive. There are more there are more kind of uh, like the beauty of like blonde hair, red hair, blue eyes, green eyes. These are unique amongst the Europeans, and so th those are traits I want to see. But there are other important factors like the amount of technological advancement that Europeans have done. Between, right. I think 
But I, I think well, one, one fact I would say, I think between 2000 BC and 1950, around 98% of all human technological advancement has come out of Europeans. We're talking like the complete, like the entire history of what we have now is due to Europeans. So them but, going extinct effectively is not good for humanity. That's the point. You see, know, Chinese, Chinese people understand this. If you ask them, they're devastated at what we're doing to ourselves. You know, they, they understand it. It's gone. Uh, no, yeah. Um, by the way, you're you're very. Okay, thank you so much for <laughs> you. You let me interrupt you so much. So uh, feel free yeah. not to let you interrupt you if I if I yeah. if you want to continue speaking. But I'm just saying, um, I, you don't you see that as a contradiction? Because you were just recently accusing me of uh, tell, looking at people as you know you know looking at it as part of a corporation like products, right? But when I yeah. ask you why would you love people based on their race? Uh, rather than just them being human, right? And more mm -hmm. like you, like looking at them as an extended family, then you're talking about the fact that some group of people are more productive and have contributed more than the other ones, right? Like, I, I, I look at, you know, the, when I look at people, I, um, I think our, our love for them is for their cap if some if for their capacity to be happy and their capacity to experience misery. That's what makes when 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 a living being is 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 has the capacity of experiencing misery. Then we're motivated to avoid them be harmed. When they when a living being has the capacity to feel enjoyment, then we have the motivation to give them enjoyment, right? With regardless of how much they are able to produce or. Uh, you know, that's the main motivation. And I think our love for our fellow human beings is based on that rather than how much they contribute and produce. Isn't that? No, I mean, hmm. yeah, I, I, I would have no issue if I belonged to a certain ethnic or racial group that was one of the lowest in all of humanity. I would still love them. It's not about how much widgets they produce for the globalist corporation. It's not about that. It's just literally that's one of the factors where we are one of the highest level uh, people in the world. You know, so I'm just saying I don't care about that, but it is important to say that the amount of technological advancement of the European people, it's it's good for all humanity. I mean, most of Africa now is being kept alive due to aid from European and Western nations. This is one of the reasons why their their birth rate, the sort of medical aid we send the food, all sort of malaria jabs, malaria nets, all this sort of stuff. That's one of the reasons. So a lot of that, they, their population would not be exploding, exploding if it wasn't for us. So um, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the live chat questions, and then we're gonna go to race yeah. and IQ. Okay, so. So Daniel is saying get back to race and IQ. We'll get back. We'll get to that next. Uh, does and, okay. So Chris is asking, does he think multi-ethnic and integrated society will work better than multicultural and ghetto-sized society? I think you do. Yeah. Multi-ethnic will work better than um, I don't think it even would work. To be honest, I mean, I think uh, hom homogeneous uh, one race, one religion one language works better. I mean, the language, I mean, how can a diverse set of languages work or function more efficiently? It makes no sense, logically speaking, you know, to have a classroom full of children all speaking Urdu, Punjabi, whatever, it's, it's completely insane. We know it's insane. So we're going. Um, I think this next one is um, from uh, me, Orange Binder saying, how do you screen oh. for, how do you screen for values? I think, um, well, it's, 
you screen based are, are, on... they, are they Muslim or not? <laughs> <laughs> the, well, I think it is screened by values based on education, based on activism, based on what they've been working on. I mean, people have a history, people have resumes. You could screen for all of that. I think that's how you do it. I mean, I'm not an immigration expert, so I'll let the experts decide. But I think there are ways. Uh, Theo Making is asking, here's a question. If there was a community of people as assimilated... Um, authentically sorry with UK culture would their race whether African Asian Native American etc matter to him oh. I mean with sort of you have the Indians, the Sikhs, and the Hindus that are quite assimilated. But again, even though they're assimilated, I don't want to be replaced by Hindus and Hindu Indians and Sikhs. Even though they are very good in this country, they don't cause any issues. They really don't. They, See, they're great. Yeah. This is the pro this is the, what I don't understand. When you say I being replaced, you, you keep inter using the word I as if you're referring oh, to the entire ethnic and an ethnic community, right? Like you will yeah. never be like you personally are not going to get replaced, right? It's quite autistic. I understand what you're saying. But I mean, the point is, it's a longer span. You see, I, I, I'm seeing this. Right. In the sense of, I'm going back 2,000 years or 1,000 years, and then 1,000 years in the future. Is this continuous line of the English people? Whereas you're looking at a kind of just this one person, this one generation, not in a long term. You know, it's like, you know, many white people, even people who are anti-racist, they want to live in white areas. They understand it. It's only like, like you, you are I mean, you wouldn't want to live. Mary, would you? I don't think what, so. Can, sorry, you got cut. You got cut. Can you say that oh. you you wouldn't want to oh. live what? Uh, would you want to live in a ninety percent Muslim area? No, but Muslim is based on values and ideas. It's not based on ethnicity. So here's the thing: if 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 I, I would rather live in a brown, ninety nine percent brown place where every everybody is an atheist, than a ninety nine percent white place where everybody is a Muslim. Okay, yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Ideas and values matter more than race to me. I mean, I, I, I get along with anybody that is an atheist. Well, I mean, well, not anybody that is an atheist. Anybody that with the same value system as I have, well, more than anybody that shares the same race as me, uh, than that has shittier values than me. You know what I mean? I like, mean, the issue with atheism, though, to be honest, is that long term, there will be a decline atheist. We're going to get to atheists. We're going to get to atheists. We're going to get to that, right? So, uh, mm. But I think, yeah, the difference between you and me is like when I say I, I'm talking about an individual. But when you say I, you're talking about a whole bunch of group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see that yeah. as you see that yourself as part of a collective, you know, part of a, co yeah. Um, okay, so. Would you, would you criticize Jews for having that kind of way of thinking? What do you mean? If they said we or I, my people, the Jewish people. Yeah, I would tell I them. Why, why, I tell them what's so special about your Jewish race? There's nothing special about it. So you you support open borders for Israel then? No, I don't support open borders for anywhere. I'm saying, but okay. there, there needs to be screening criteria, but based not based on race. It's based on value so Jew, system. So Jew, so Israel should not be testing the genetics of their uh, immigrants. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's bullshit. I think I'm um, okay. So here's. So so do you think Israel's racist then? Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of racists uh, racist in power. Okay, here's the thing. I never, I never, I never... You can't, I never, you can't say that, though. You can't say that. I, well, here, here's the thing. I, I, I never judge a country as a whole because a country is so big, right? Mm -hmm. There's Every country has um, 
things that I support and things that I'm against. So some countries have mm-hmm. more things that I support. Some thing, some countries have more things that I'm against. Right. So obviously, mm-hmm. as like you can't pass judgment on an entire country like that. You can't even pass judgment on one individual like that. Each individual has uh, attributes that I like and attributes that I don't like. Right. So when it comes to and every time you say something bad about Israel, people think that oh, so you're a Hamas supporter. I'm like, no, what the fuck? Like obviously, if if you, if you have the choice between uh, Israel and Hamas, you would get like obviously Israel is better right but that doesn't mean that there's not shitty policy i have I, there's a lot of things in israel that are happening that i don't like right like mm. it's becoming more religious it's becoming more of an ethnic state and i'm against all that right so what, why are you against it though who are they harming by being an ethnostate I just don't understand that why why would you have policies based on ethnicity it doesn't make any fucking sense but, but does it harm anyone though well, yeah, I mean, it, it, the better policies you have, the better it's for your country. Like if you if you for, if you are test, testing people's genetics um, for what uh, for who you who's, who can be a citizen in your country or not, uh, that means your value system is really wacky, right? For me, like that but, means like but, yeah. But crucially, if the people in that country mm. voluntarily they've all decided they want that policy, who are they harming? Well, they're harming themselves. How right. they if they want it and, and it's not harming anyone. So how if, is it harming them? First of all, okay. So when you when uh, when you when, just because something wants something, that doesn't mean it's the best thing for them, right? You understand that? But objectively, if they only want Jewish people mm. and Jewish people are they're they're fine people and they want only Jewish people, what is the issue of that? If they want to sustain themselves by just having more Jewish people, what's the issue? Well, I don't get it. So first of all, so if making pol- so making policies based on things that makes no difference is not ha- helpful, right? If you are if you're making a country based on certain values values, that's better for your country than making making policies based on their ethnicity. But why? What? <laughs> because you're because you're in, because you're encouraging certain values if you do that if you make decisions based on value system. There's nothing. So, so here, here's the thing. Here's a question then. Why not? Um, would it be um, if if I had a policy for my country that said we only accept people less than six feet? Right? Who's That's that? Fine. Who's that harming? Should we have that? No one. No one's being harmed. No one's being harmed having a policy like, okay, you could only be a citizen if, you, if we accept only short people as citizens That's in this fine. country. <laughs> so, all the, so there's a... Okay, no, just, okay, that's a bad idea, though. I'm, uh, you know, Why is it bad? Okay, Why is it bad? so you're going to lose a lot of people out of citizenship that are tall and good citizens and might have good value system. It's just what, what, arbitrary. What it makes no oh, sense. I mean, so, what, what, about, hmm. what about if their society has been structured in such a way that really tall people, like me, I'm six foot four, what about if really tall people, all their doorways are really low? So if really short people do better in their society. So there, you didn't think of that, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about just uh, everybody has have the mustache in our country from now on? Who's that gonna harm? That's women, but I mean, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> okay, what about just men? Like, just you, you don't. Yeah. Okay, okay. Here's a, that's fine. okay. I, I guess that's if, not, if people choose to live in a society where we all have mustaches, what's the issue? What's the the, issue? Cho- the choosing is not okay. Choosing is not that because people live, choose to live in a country where they where they can. Um, we're very shitty values. You you know that, right? Like people choose that sometimes, right? Like people choose yeah, that's to. Not okay. That's not okay. Uh, Just I because th- people choose that, that doesn't mean it's okay. No, see, I support communism so, 
if people want to have a communist little little state, so so if in UK, okay, okay, so in UK, if people want, if people want to bring immigrants and have open borders, then you should support that. Oh, I support that as long as they are they are actually paying for it. What I don't support is no. people voting for policies of importing people who then are funded by the taxpayer. That's what I don't. So support. if that's, if that's, if, if, if fifty one per fifty one percent of people in UK decide that we want open borders, and we want to let anybody in, you yeah. support that? No, because they oh. use the state. Oh. Wait. Even the power of the state. You see, this is that this is that uncut thing. You see, I mean, it's no. You just said you will support. You just said you support people because if they're choosing it, then it's okay. No, so, no. I'm talking about voluntary interactions. The state is not voluntary. It's the gun. It's the, it's the use of force. I'm talking about people if they actually own the land, specifically own the land. I'm talking like hundreds of years ago, before we had like massive okay, states. And stuff. But now, if now people in UK decide that we want to let anybody in, would you support that now, people? In UK. Well, I mean, there's so many reasons. I mean, for one, the entire mainstream media is controlled by globalists. So the 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 so people exactly people exactly that's my point. Just because people want it, that doesn't mean it's okay. Because people could be misinformed. What? So do you think people in Israel are misinformed? Yes, a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Well, okay. So so here's the the thing. no, no, again, when I say people in Israel, there's a lot of people in Israel that d- don't like to have an ethnic state. Obviously, we're not talking yeah, about it. Okay? There's a lot of people in uh, uh, Israel that are even, they're, they're completely on the other side, unreasonably so, right? Uh, but as you, I'm just saying the, the element, the forces in Israel that is once more religion and government, that they want an ethnic state, I'm against those, right? And yeah, and there are the people that are supporting that in Israel which are gaining more influence, they're misinformed. I'm not afraid of saying that. You think, mm. uh, you, you think you, I'm a globalist, so I must be pro-Israel, uh, I, 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 pro-everything no, no. Israel does. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that to compare, if, if Israel wants to have an ethno-state, right. why can't European states have an ethno-state? I'm against both. Okay, well, <laughs> that's I'm, kind of... I'm consistent with that. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh. Oh, <laughs> so okay. So, uh, but sorry, I'm gonna go to questions. Uh, no. Um, does he think there was a golden age for white homogenous society? That okay? Do you think that there was a um, golden age for white homogenous society that he wants to go back to? I think you do, right? Uh, I, I'd, I'd say uh, before 1948, when we had the kind of uh, the blitz. Uh, spirit in fighting against the Nazi, that would possibly, I mean, nowadays you'd never have that kind of collective solidarity. It wouldn't happen. It just couldn't happen. So, yeah. Uh, Mike is saying, recently in the UK, first time in history, there was a ma- there is a majority of atheists. So Christians are bringing, oh, that's, Mike, uh, I'll bring that up when we get to the atheism discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying there's, so Christians are being replaced by atheists. Should we fight against atheists or send them home? Uh, Daniel is saying, weird how Europeans have actually genocided people, and he talks about being replaced. Uh, well, I mean, Daniel... <laughs> oh, God, there's, there's so many things to say there. I mean, I could go... <laughs> that, that's a whole other one, I mean. Uh, um, okay, yeah, I mean... Yeah, ge- I mean, well, you could, just, yeah. just when I think of genocide, I think of Muslims genociding Christians all over where they've taken over. I think of... Uh, I mean, there's so many issues. And, and a lot of genocide as well in North America 
that is due to uh, diseases, you know, uh, germs, guns, germs, and steel. So uh, you can read a great book called The 10,000 Year Explosion talks about that. So it's, it's, we are literally the most kindest colonizers of the entire world. You know, we weren't doing to blacks what Muslims were doing. So just, you know, I mean, what the Muslims did. Yeah. Go on, go on. No, no. Uh, well, I mean, I, I will give you the fact that uh, a lot of people think that white people have a monopoly over genocide, but that's not. I mean, Mongo Mongols, the Arabs, uh, yeah. the Japanese. There was genocide is was a huge part of history by many different races. Exactly. Uh, uh, and but 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 it's interesting to me that when you say we and you're referring to you know white people because I would never say we and refer to Iranian people like because I don't see myself as part of. I don't see myself as a, I don't see them as my extended family. Do you know what I mean? Because you're a globalist. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a globalist. We should get to it. I'm a filthy globalist, as you say. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to the, the next topic: uh, race and IQ. Um, uh, this is going to well, get us demonetized. But YouTube, YouTube, please realize that we're just talking about this. Okay, this is just a discussion. We're going to criticize each other. Please don't demonetize this. Please don't ban this channel. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. Does that work? Yeah. I don't. Think, you, your cha your channel has been removed a couple of times, huh? Have it? Yeah, I, I could be very careful on my channel. It's. Uh, right. I, I can't even say who's English on my channel. I get a ban. So, so do you think is that is it? This is this is a very hot topic, by the way. Like even talking yeah. about this will get you accused of racism. So, what are your views on that? Race and IQ. Oh, well, obviously, uh, race is real and uh, IQ differs amongst races. It's absolutely one million percent fact. I mean, to deny that, you might as well believe in flat earth as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's, it's, it's that, it's, you know, it's, it's a religion, basically, to, to deny race IQ differences. It's uh, just, yeah, go on. What do you think? Um, okay, so there's different layers to this and uh, um, p different people, depending on how... Um, and how left or right they are fall in here. So here, here's the here's the most extreme leftist position, or for, not leftist. It's not fair to the left to say that to the far left position, right? Is to say race is not even real, right? There's no such thing as race. Uh, and they but say, what's the racist though? <laughs> no, they say is the racist because race is a social construct, and they oh. use it as a way to yeah. Uh, to oppress people, but obviously that's not true. Uh, what's refer what we refer to race? I think scientists refer to it as populations, right? Different populations. Yeah, it's, but it's a, it's a good word for subspecies, basically. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, just because it's not used in the word race is not used in a scientific term, it doesn't mean that they don't that scientists doesn't recognize different certain tra trends or certain um, attributes within different populations of, of um, homo sapiens. And it's true with all animals, not just humans, right? So race is definitely yeah. a real thing. I mean, if it wasn't a real, real thing, the example people give is like, you will see Chinese people giving birth to black people uh, if, it was, <laughs> if it was just all... N n okay. So the next level is like, okay, race is a, a real thing but um, it has, you know, your your attributes, you know, your your capabilities um, has nothing to do with uh, your IQ has nothing to do with biology, right? And we know IQ, IQ and biology are very, you know, 
interlinked like they have they're influenced a lot and have yeah, a lot of yeah okay then uh, we know science has proven that then the next uh, phase okay yes I, uh, biology has an influence on iq but iq is not important um, and I, well, IQ doesn't measure any intelligence. Well, the, the response to that is like IQ doesn't measure all uh, everything about intelligence, but it does measure some very important key things about intelligence. It does. Okay, even though it's not a complete test, it is an is, is the best we have, and it does predict performance. Then the next uh, phase, the next level is like okay, uh, biology and genetics does have an influence on intel uh, on IQ. And IQ is important, but um, even though genetics has an influence on um, IQ, race doesn't have an influence on IQ. Okay, and this is where it's now getting closer to um, you know the gray area. Uh, yeah. So they say, yes, there, obviously your genetics does have an influence on IQ, but but not but when it comes to difference between ra- different populations of race. The race part is not a, measure, a good measurement of IQ, right? And and yes, there is a difference between IQ between uh, black people and white people and Asians, but that's mostly because of environmental factors rather mm-hmm. than, rather than genetics. Um, I mean, okay, so here we might start disagreeing a little bit because what I, what what actually science shows is that yeah, no, race genetically does have an influence on IQ, but Environment is a bigger factor, uh, but but just because environment is a no, bigger. No, I, th- I think um, genetics is a bigger factor. I think especially after after eighteen, it's about eighty percent genetics. So no, no. Okay, so see, we're we're confusing things. Genetics yeah. is a bigger factor, but not when it comes to race. So he, uh, so when 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 you say when we say race, uh, when people say environment is a fa- is a bigger factor. That is correct, but then they want to go to a far extreme and saying environment is the only factor. So, no, environment is not the only factor. Even when it comes to race, genetic is a factor. It's a small factor. Genetic is a big factor overall, but not when it comes to race. When it comes to race, genetics has a small impact. And the reason why people believe that, and this might be wrong, okay, because we keep this is uh, this is something that we keep uh, reevaluating, right? But the reason yeah. why pe- people think that is because of what if, um, I mean. The scientist Flynn, I don't know if it's called the Flynn effect or is that's referring yeah. to something yeah. else. But what what's happening is like a huge closing of the gap between the IQs, right? And basically, the understanding is that this closing of the gap cannot be explained by evolution because it's happening way too fast. Right, and this yeah. closing because this closing of the gap between like the IQ of black people and white people is so fast, it suggests that the difference between the IQs were mostly environmental. Some people want to go as extreme as saying it's all environmental, but that's nonsense. Yes, your race and uh, when it comes to IQ differences, um, mm. uh, your race does have an influence, but it's a very small influence compared to environmental factors. And yeah. it, that's not the same as saying genetic is a small factor. Genetic is a big, big factor, but that doesn't translate itself in a major factor when it comes to difference between races. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's like, are you saying where in terms of races, we only differ by about 0.012 or a tiny percentage? Is that what you're saying? 
Um, well, I don't know the percentages. I just know oh, that. Well, the, yeah. So I was, reading, I was reading it recently, but like basically, the, basically the percentage of difference between each of us in terms of genes is like we're ninety nine point nine 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 percent the same. Is that what you mean? No, I mean okay, okay because that's that makes no sense because we're also ninety point nine 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 percent the same genetically with rats. Right. No, 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 no. What I was, no, what I was, what we're talking about is actual studies between the influence on of heredity and relationship between heredity and IQs. Right. So, saying genetics is a is a huge factor on IQ is not the same as uh, a lot of people think. Like, okay, that means that must mean that race is a huge uh, predictor of IQ. That's, those are not the same thing. Genetic could be a huge indicator of IQ without race being the major differentiator right wait, wait but, but but are you so but race is genetic though so i'll, I'll get confused yeah race is genetic but not everything in genetic is correlated like for example um your your the, the size your height is you know genetic right yeah your eye color is also genetic that doesn't mean that i could predict your height based on your eye color do you know what i mean Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you mean like yeah, yeah. I get you mean yeah, 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 yeah. So it yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but I mean, again, yeah. it's that's it's not as extreme as saying that um, I, race differences genetically has no impact on IQ. It definitely does. It's just that, given that this this gap being closed so fast, it suggests that environment is more of a factor when it comes to racial differences in IQ. And again, people that deny that the different race population have, have the same IQ, that's nonsense. We know that the different IQ averages are different, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, significantly so. But the thing is that that is mostly environmental uh, because of this, because we could see that this gap is closing so fast. It wouldn't be closing this fast if it was purely the genetical. Do you understand? Oh, what I'm no, I think, um, I think it's been, stopped. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure in the bell curve they're saying it stopped closing around the, the 90s, like 1990s. When I read that, so right. I don't think it's still closing. I think we've basically, like a lot of it was due to the better nutrition and that sort of stuff. Right, so that means, I mean, the fact that it closed so fast, even though, I don't know if it stopped or but not, but that... There that, a peak, there's, a, there's a limit to it, though. Yeah, yeah, th yeah, there's a limit to it. That's why I'm saying that there's, yeah. there's a, that's why I'm saying that genetic does, inf has an influence yeah. on the IQ differences in, in different races a little bit. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's not there, but I'm just saying yeah. that you can see that environment was such a ma ma bigger factor. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I mean it, yeah. it's both together, isn't it? Basically, like genetics is kind of the ingredients, and environment is the baking process, like the temperature and stuff, making a cake. You know. Right. But aren't yeah. you? But the the problem a lot of people have is that they they see this as um, so as. Even is scientific facts can sometimes be used for bad intentions, right? Like for example, oh, Nazi and Hitler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not, not not even that far. Just just people just thinking like, okay, now that I saw the studies, that means that I could they could just assume that you know these people are dumb. You know what I mean? Now every time yeah, I see, I mean, it, yeah. it's always individuals versus groups, though. You understand? Like you can't judge any individual. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what we hope. But I'm just yeah. saying that a lot of people are afraid that this talk, studies like this might encourage people to use it for different for suggesting that groups are inferior. Like for well, I think that, 
Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the main reason we need to expose the, the race IQ is to stop this constant uh, guilt factor on white people that the only reason blacks are underperforming is because of racism. That's the real issue. It's like this uh, industry of like, give me more money because slavery, because colonialism, because blah, blah, blah. That, that's the sort of, if we can show the race differences, it's like, well, actually, there's genetic reasons why blacks will never be uh, as high performing as whites. It's just a fact. It's a fact, you know? So. Uh, you're saying it would never be as high. Do you think that they would never be as high performing? Yeah, on average. I mean, it, I, I, well, I mean, maybe. Obviously, like we don't know in terms of ge genetic in the future and stuff, and doing sort of eugenics. But um, uh, I mean, for now, I would say we know for a fact that the the bowel curve distribution of blacks and whites there will always be more higher proportion of whites than blacks at the higher end of IQ, which is a fact. Right, but he, well, another well, one thing that is a fact is black, taller people, on average, on average, have higher IQ than shorter people, right? Okay, So, does that mean that, you know, shorter people? I mean, you're taller than me, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't like. I just don't know how what, that that should not impact how we treat people and how we screen people at all because because no, it's I, such I, an impact yeah. because it's such a small impact compared to other things like uh, obviously you know uh, obviously no, you understand that like yeah. when you have like industries where for example in the university admissions and they're saying oh there's not enough black people because the racist universities won't let the blacks in or in certain jobs there's not enough black people even women women as well it's like we need gender equality all this stuff like you can't have gender equality that's another issue where okay yeah that's another issue okay yeah so yeah yeah but, but 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 the thing is that the, the problem is that because once data like this comes out then people will assume there's no discrimination like the, for example there was but there is discrimination like there was a study came out that uh, showed that people with uh, exact same qualification and same, exact same resumes would get different rates of callbacks based on their uh, their name, uh, th whether they had a white-sounding name or a black-sounding yeah. name, right? So, but th that doesn't make any sense because the the resumes are were exactly the same, the qualifications were exactly well, the same. Right? I mean, that's an another issue though is that. The difference between blacks and whites is not just IQ. You understand that, don't you? You understand it's not just, not just IQ. What else is it? Well, for example, there's time preference where white people are more long-term preference, where blacks are more, they want instant gratification. So it's, it's, the, it's the idea of delayed gratification. So we have the sort of joke that kind of gives me that, gives me that, you know, the kind of, I want my Nikes now or something. And so this comes out of the, uh, the, the history of farming in Northern Europe, where we had to save our seed crop for the next year. But black people in sub-Saharan Africa, they had abundant food all year round. So that, that impacted the genes. But if you read The 10,000 Year Explosion, I really advise that book. It's an amazing book. The 10,000 Year Explosion, Gregory Cochran. It explains it all in there. A lot better than I'm doing, but just, yeah. But the resumes would have adjusted for that. Like if you know what I mean, because whoever got managed to get those degrees, achieved the same achievements, got the same prizes, got the same, um, you know, won the same competitions. Yeah. That means they had the same skill set and same everything to be able to um, achieve, like, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever I mean, was needed, then it was exactly the same, right? But then people, see, uh, but on average, would, then the white yeah. people got more callbacks. Yeah. So there I is discrimination. Say, uh, yeah. I, I am completely against 
anti-discrimination laws. I completely oppose them in every single way. So I have no issue personally with a black person wanting to employ fellow black people or a Pakistani kebab shop owner wanting to employ Pakistanis, a Chinese takeaway employing. I have no issue with that. So that's one of the kind of differentials here. I have no issue with discrimination. Uh, if it's basically, if it's all voluntary interactions. I have no issues. So that, that's one of the kind of like, go on, yeah. Okay, so if you, but would you, not in a legal way, but in a moral way, would you not see it as something, some, something wrong with it? Uh, I see no uh, moral issue because no one's been harmed. Well, I mean, uh, given what you think about the UK, um, at some point, if you guys are completely, your race is going to be, you think that your race might be completely replaced, then you might regret being endorsing discrimination because people might not serve you or hire you because you're white. Oh, no, Would well, you? yeah, I understand that, but I mean, that, 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 that all stems from the illegal immigration practices of the UK government so wait, our country. So if you went and went applied for a job and somebody hired somebody uh, and the owner was, um, you, you really wanted this job, right? And you're white and the owner and the CEO of this company is Japanese and another Japanese person is also applying and they start talking to Japanese with each other and you can see that this is not going well for you. And even though you're more qualified, they hired a Japanese person. You don't think this was uh, that was unfair? I'd have no issue with it. I mean, the thing with me is this is one of the reasons why you don't have a multiracial society because this is what you have in Japan there's no concern about this because they're all Japanese when you have multiracial multi-ethnic multicultural multi-religious multi-language then you have these massive issues about anti-discrimination and of course it only targets whites like a Pakistani kebab shop owner in Birmingham where I live I can guarantee you they're not being arrested for discriminating against whites it's only white people who have to have to deal with this I can assure you of that so again it's it, Anti-discrimination, hate laws, hate speech, hate crime, it's all anti-white agenda to uh, stop collective solidarity between uh, European people, essentially. Forgot. Okay, so questions in the live chat. Does he think the lowering of IQ can be solved with eugenics? <laughs> the lowering of IQ? Yeah, that, absolutely. Well, what you do basically, what I would do is, I would have a situation where you you pick the most high IQ black people and breed them with other high IQ black people and have a higher IQ black race overall. That's what I would do. Breed them? Isn't that by force? No, no, I mean, not by force, but I mean, you might have to. I mean, you know, it's like in the long term, they'd thank you, basically. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it's, uh, you know, at the moment what we're doing is we're having infinity. By force? You're, you're endorsing it by force? You no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Okay. What I would do, though, with Africa, I would cut all funding, all aid, all uh, malaria, all medicine, and I would let them go at it, essentially. We have given them tons of technology, tons of in innovation. I would say, good luck, Africa. You, you, go, you, and go, you go and do you, but I would not give them more food. Because you're basically, if you've seen the UN projections, we're talking about four or five billion Africans by the end of this century. And people talk about climate change. I mean, you might talk about this. Well, like, let's, we're getting into globalism for that later. So we'll right, talk yeah. about yeah, okay. There's your climate change. We're going here. Okay, okay. Um, what... Um, what do you think about uh, transracialism? Transracialism, what do you mean? Like, like people uh, being another race or something? I'm not do, sure what it is. Do you mean like um, people pretending to be someone else? Is that what you mean? 
I don't know what it, I don't know, Matt. Uh, Matt, can oh. you clarify? That's in the live chat. Uh, like, like, like transgender, is it a sort of? I'm not sure either. Daniel is saying kids who have kids who get high IQ scores are trained for standardized tests, uh, wealthy, well-fed, etc. No, Daniel. Actually, uh, if you look at the studies, they con they controlled for a lot of things. They do like yeah. twin studies. Uh, they do. They they are these people that do these studies. They try. Uh, they really go out of their way to control for these these factors. Yeah. Uh, Chris is saying experts reckon there was a genetic component to intellectual IQ gaps. Yet culture and education are factor more. Yeah, that's what I said. Typical state school in Japan versus English state. Yeah, I mean, okay. So saying, I think a lot of people find this contradictory, and I don't know how to explain it better. That it's not saying genetics has a huge influence on IQ and saying that um, that you know IQ gaps between races is mostly is not mostly because of genetics these yeah. two statements are not contradictory but some people find it contradictory and uh, the best example I have is the eye, eye color versus height correlation that I could give you know what I mean uh, you yeah. understood me right yeah I think you did yeah, Daniel saying the racists the racist say Asians have high IQ, but Natives Americans don't, but they are both closely related. Natives and uh, high uh, Natives and Native Americans and Asians are closely related? Well, I don't know. Are they closely related? Oh, yeah. Do you mean like when they sort of moved over ten about thousands of years ago, I think? Yeah. All right. So, Daniel, I think the argument uh, for that against that is that uh, that's been a long time ago. So people yeah, things, exactly. things change. Uh, Matt is saying what's important are who are those globalist elite uh, that control those IAQ scientists that are <laughs> that are shaping their world with transhuman and genetic engineering to build their empire. Jesus. OK. Uh, thanks, Matt, for that. Soraya is saying, Carl seems to be high. Armin would have to work hard. I hope Armin doesn't get a headache after live stream. Um, don't worry, Soraya. I, I talk to people that want to kill me. So this is nothing. Uh, Daniel, the people... Okay, this is the last question for Race IQ, and then I want to get to globalism, which I think the, is our main disagreement between you and me. Um, Daniel saying, the people in the USA that people... Uh, that used to say they used to say they were stupid are prosperous now oh so daniel daniel saying basically they used to say italians irish and south asians were stupid but now they're prosperous yeah i know but i mean um italians irish they are actually europeans aren't they so i mean it's a bit sort of you know <laughs> and uh, south asians i mean south asians are i mean indians indians yeah i mean they're, um, they're typically high IQ, aren't they i think and know. also, another issue there with the US is the first immigrants going over there, they didn't have a welfare state. So if they didn't actually perform, they had to go back home. But nowadays, they flood over the border, the southern border, and it's like, that's it. It's basically set for life. So you can't compare post and before uh, 1965 Immigration Act. It's completely different. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but I think, I, it, given that I think uh, race has... Uh, given that the environmental factor matters so much and I, there's such a huge, uh, you know, uh, the gap shrinks so fast because of people moving and based on culture and based on values, I think c cultures and values and education should be 
uh, focused more rather than race when it comes to IQ and differences. That's what I think. But I might be wrong about that, so please correct me. But I want to move on to the next topic. Uh, but what's that background noise? You're doing something? Yeah, so I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you ready for globalism? Yeah, go on in. All right, so tell me why I'm a filthy globalist. <laughs> Well, actually, what's your definition of globalism, just to be sure? Actually, that's exactly what I want to ask you, because I think uh, if I define globalism, you might not be against it. Um, because I think that what anti-globalists anti uh, um, hate so much about globalism is the fact that their country doesn't get to decide their own, you know, make their own decision, make their own laws. It seems like there's a higher power deciding things for them, right? But when I when I think about globalism, I'm thinking more about free trade, um, you know, free movement, countries working to, with each other on, 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 on different goals. Um, you know, again, like I feel, I don't, I don't, he, here's the thing, I might be completely brainwashed by, by, by my globalist overlords, and I might be completely miss, but I, for, until quite, in the past few years, I didn't even know globalism is such a dirty word. I thought I, I thought most people think globalism is great, right? Globalism is bringing people together. Globalism is making humanity work closer together. It's only recently that, well, not recently, in the past five years or so, they say I'm noticing a lot of people are anti-globalist. And I guess, I mean, the only other people that I noticed that I knew were global, uh, anti-globalist were some people in the government when I was back in Iran. And I saw that as a because they were they saw it as a threat to their uh, you know value system because they have all the because it's an Islamic society and they don't want to open the doors to superior what I saw as superior values right um, uh, but then when I came when I left Iran I thought like everybody must be here must be okay with globalism so what's your what's your what's your problem with globalism. Uh, well, I say one of the main issues is it only seems to be pu seems to be being pushed on uh, Western nations like uh, whatever Europe or North America, Australia, these kind of places. It's not being pushed on the Middle East or most of Africa or Asia. It's just uh, open borders, mass immigration of third world people into Europe and into North America. That's why I find it kind of seems a little bit. Unfair. Well, well, maybe it's because the superior culture, the superior value system of the West has realized that globalism is good for them, and the Middle Eastern countries, where they don't understand that what's good for them, they haven't yet accepted it. Huh? What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are, are you saying the West thinks globalism, globalism, globalism is good? Or I think a lot of pe more people in Western countries might have recognized the value of globalism. I definitely have. <laughs> I think we can see right now how over Europe, in the, obviously America and all these places, people are starting to wake up to what's happening and they're forming parties who are more nationalistic uh, all over Europe. We see this. So yeah, I don't... there's a pushback to it, but I'm talking in his, like on a, on a historic perspective. Okay, so he, here's the thing. Um, before we even talk whether globalism is a good or bad thing, I noticed that you, you get very angry with globalists and you think you sometimes right like you think like they're they're do you think they're evil or something like that uh 
Oh yeah, I think they're literally uh, the de the devil incarnate. Um, <laughs> okay. To be honest, like you yeah. hate them more than most other groups. You should. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, the globalists are letting in the likes of the crazy Muslims and the Africans and stuff. So I have to see, I have no issue with the Muslims. You know, if Muslims Pakistanis want to build boats and come over and conquer England like the Vikings did, so be it. But when you have globalists like Tony Blair letting them in in the tens of thousands, that's my issue. So okay, so do you think? All globalists are evil, or do you think that some maybe some of them might have good intentions? They just got it wrong. Yeah, I mean, some people might be uh, sort of, uh, you know, convinced by the narrative and just going along with it, and also being paid a lot of money as well. But uh, the ones right at the top, the sort of the mega corporations, all these people pushing the same narrative, uh, that they know what they want. They don't. They don't. Yeah. So the, the money part is interesting because I think you. you you have uh, you have this again this is a conspiracy that i think you believe in that you know globalism is like a zionist thing or is it it's being supported uh, by no no it's um it's not really a zionist thing that the, the, the israel situation is just to compare what's happening to europe with israel like israel builds a massive border fence blocking out illegal immigration 99 percent and they also they call them infiltrators in, uh, in america they have to right. call them undocumented migrants so it's like i, I think we should call them when we have, and also we have like Magic Nawaz, a globalist, celebrating this uh, African invading France. So we have many kind of contradictions where, you know. Right, but, but do you, because a lot of people on the, on the far right, they think that the globalism is pushed by this, this is a Jewish conspiracy. Do you buy into that? On, no, I mean, with me personally, uh, well, you have Magic Nawaz, he's not Jewish. You have Tony Blair. No, but you think, that, you, you think that they're being paid by, like, no, I, I mean. <laughs> Not, I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about a general yeah. thing. Do you think that people that are pushing for globalism are being paid by this Jewish globalist elite? Well, you have like George Soros, don't you? Obviously, the main sort of big, super evil, open society. But, him being, but does uh, him being Jewish have anything to do with it? I don't know. You see, the thing is, a lot of this is in the culture of critique, where uh, Kevin MacDonald looks at the impact Jewish people have had on society and culture, for example, the Frankfurt School, and uh, attacking Western values. Uh, also, one of them is atheism, pushing that rather than Christianity, and uh, pushing the anti-white agenda. And so, like, I don't think they're all Jewish people. I, I totally don't accept that. But I just think that, um, you know, Jewish people do have a disproportionate role. Like often when you see someone pushing an anti-white globalist narrative, when you search their name, they end up being Jewish. It's kind of like... Um, okay, yeah. and, and you, what does their race has anything to do with it? Like, why do you think it's their race impacts it in any way? Uh, I, I literally, I think it's, um, there's, there's a lot of theories about this, but it's um, possibly where they have a kind of disdain for Europeans for some reason. But again, it's not all Jews. This is the thing, you see, it's not all Jewish people. I get that because there's this guy called uh, Frame Game Radio, another kind of alt-right character, and he's Jewish mm. and he's absolutely amazing. So it's not all Jewish people, you know. Uh, do you think it has something to do with the fact that people that are anti-Jewish and are anti-globalist at the same time, they just notice it more when it's a Jewish, when it happens to be a Jewish person that is a globalist? It could be, but honestly, it's kind of, it, it is a kind of um, like, a, like a meme where it's, uh, they'll say, fellow white people. It's like a sort of, they, 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 are, they, are, they will pretend to be white, to hate white people, but then they'll be Jewish 
if you attack them. It's one of those sort of things. So again, I'm not saying all Jewish people, I'm just saying it's a disproportionate amount of Jewish people. Again, like I say, I'm not, I don't hate Jews, I love Jews, I love Israel, but... Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. You, no, you don't. Well, I do. I do, I have to by law, I have to say that. I mean, in, in the future, it could be actually that's, illegal in this country. That's, why, that's what I meant, you don't. Um, no, you so. no, 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 I'm thinking long term. If this video goes out long term, I could be arrested in five years' time, you know? But go on, yeah. Okay, so the thing is that, um, you know, maybe, 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 could it be because, uh, so you know that Jewish people on average have a lot more, um, you know, actually, Nobel Prize winner. They have a lot more Nobel Prize winners. They have a lot more mm -hmm. contributing. They have contributed to scientific uh, achievement a lot more based on their per capita than uh, they keep recovering. And, uh, every time they get oppressed, they keep they seem to be keep recovering and coming back up in full force every time something like this happens. So maybe because mm -hmm. of their own hard work and the fact that they achieve so much, they, they're in positions of power. And well, obviously, when you're talking about uh, people that are advocating for globalism, this this is coming from positions of power. And because they are, I mean, it's not it's not that they're just in politics. They're they're also in scientific community. They are more than other people, and that might have something to do with the fact that they they work hard for getting in those positions, right? And that's why maybe they they they. I mean, I'm, you might find anti-globalists powerful people within the Jewish community even more than other races as well just because they managed to through hard work get through positions of power do you know what I mean it has nothing I just don't think that race has anything to do with it go on do you think there's any chance that Jewish people might uh, work together and be more likely to employ a fellow Jewish person in a certain role like the media for example Hollywood we know is completely controlled by Jewish people uh, all the sort of CNN and MSNBC, yeah. you can see the you can see the pictures where it shows they're all Jewish. Do you think it's more likely they're they're going to feel more comfortable around fellow Jewish people? So if you had a situation where all of the media were being uh, run by Chinese people, it would be more obvious. But when they're Jews, they look like us, and they actually are genetically different. They're Ashkenazi. You can see it on a DNA test. So the point yeah. is, do you think there's any possibility they could be? interconnecting and working as a group to, to, to actually get this sort of power? Or do you only think it's due to, and we see with the universities, they're massively overrepresented at university despite their tiny percentage of the country? Well, I mean, I, I would assume that there, um, that racial biases exists within Jewish people as it exists in many other populations, right? So I think like there's racism among Persian people, there's racism among Arabs, there's racism among white people, and there's also must be racism exists within Jewish people, right? And yeah. obviously that might that influences a lot of people's behavior, right? But that's not unique to Jewish people. But there also might be an and and I also think there's the, their influence might be exaggerated, right? Because they also um, they're very self-critical. There's most of the uh, critics of uh, Israel that I talk to, they're uh, they're Jewish, right? So, mm. um, and also maybe the fact that they managed to get in positions of power has nothing to do with their race. A lot of it has to do with the fact that they seem to be working very hard at achieving what they achieve. 
Don't you think that might be an influence? Don't you think that might have an influence on all of this? Yeah, absolutely. But do you think also it's possible that Jewish people, seeing what happened in the likes of Nazi Germany and Europe, they would be more likely to push a multiracial, multicultural society where they would blend in. Whereas if you have a completely white society, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb a lot more. Do you think that's possible? So so basically you're asking, do you think that the people that have been most harmed by racial superiority are trying to by advocates of racial superiority are also people that are advocating against race superiority then i think yeah that that might be the case and i don't see any problem with that if you if for example if yazidi women come out and start talking against uh, ISIS ideology and you ask me, well, do you think that has something to do with them being a ZD woman and be- them being attacked by uh, them being raped and killed by ISIS? Do you think has something has to do with that? Yeah, that might have something to do with it, but I don't see anything wrong, wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But do you think it's an issue when you have Jewish people working for their own ethnic interests of making society more multicultural, but that has a negative impact for white people or Euro- people of European descent. Well, I, again, that's why uh, don't. Well, when you say multicultural, uh, we have to really tell me what you mean because culture, uh, to me, has two completely separate meanings. Uh, if if we're talking about value system, then I'm not. I'm against multiculturalism. But if we're talking about food, dance, and art, and you know. Um, you know, poetry and stuff like that. That I'm very much for multiculturalism, right? But um, but if they're advocating for, if you're talking about multiculturalism and different if different races living in harmony next to each other, then I'm I'm for that. But I'm not for I'm not for accepting inferior value systems over superior ones that seem to be working. Right, so it well, really depends on what we mean by multiculturalism. But yeah. uh, but but if 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 they're advocating for accepting different people of different races, I support that. Do do do, do people out of fear go overboard and they overadjust based on things that happen in history? Yes, they do. Uh, a lot of things that happen in the far left initially started with good intentions in response to things that actually did harm society, but they just overcorrected. And they're now, you know, it's just going on the wrong, you know, they're causing their own problems. But I, it could be happening to people that have been a victim of harmful ideas and now out of fear they might be overcorrecting. Yeah, that might be true. Okay. okay. What do you think about certain uh, Jewish people in this country or in uh, the U.S. or whatever pushing multiracialism, multiculturalism for the West? But in Israel, saying we should keep that as an, a Jewish ethno state. Yeah, that's that's hypocritical. I've been, I think I've been consistent with that. Okay, so yeah. that's the that's the main sort of issue. A lot of us, obviously, it's where this kind of they've put two hats on: the the multicultural globalist and then the ultra nationalist for their own ethno state. So they want they want basically their cake and to eat it. Yeah, that's but I. I have been against ethno ethno nationalist policies in Israel, and it's actually worse than ethno nationalism. It's it's it's, yeah. it's going what people what some people what is what a very loud powerful minority in Israel wants is actually a theocracy, right? Mm-hmm. Because the way they define Jew has actually nothing to do with race. Anyways, it's it's more of a religion than a race. Because well, no, 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 no. I mean, they they give DNA tests, so we know this. I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, the way that they think that the, yeah. the genetics passes through mother, like 
You, you could yeah. be, you could have so much, so very little Ashkenazi Jew in you, and they still will consider you a Jew. So that's more of a religious definition than an ethnic definition. So it would be well, more. I mean, it's all, but it, but it so race, because they, they will call people racist for being against Jews. Yeah, but 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 based on that, yeah, they will they will say it's a race because race is easier to protect than religion, right? Uh, it's easier to call people racist and get away with it than calling people um, against their religion, right? Well, uh, they actually they, they have anti-Semitic and racist. They have both, which is quite interesting. I understand, but but I'm saying that what what I what I even fear more for uh, Israel is it becoming more and more religious. That's what I fear for Israel right now. Uh, but but going back to globalism, um, I don't. I still don't see the problem with globalism. Globalism has brought so many people out of poverty. Do you think I've been paid by Jewish people to to be pro-globalism? Because I'm I am a globalist. Right? Uh, I don't think so. I think the Patreons aren't they paying you? <laughs> right, but you, you, you at some point had this conspiracy that maybe ex-Muslim. Why are you? You were wondering why ex-Muslims are globalists. What, what did you, what did you think at that point? Oh yeah, that's quite simple. I think it's basically because Islam is itself a globalist ideology where you want to spread Islam around the world and you want to spread the liberal democracy around the world by force if, if, if need be. And, um, and so also with ex-Muslims, you can't be an ethno-nationalist because your people hate you essentially. And so it's easier to join a group of kind of uh, delightful, utopian, rainbow nation, kumbaya, <laughs> rather than actually be an ethno-nationalist. That's how I see it anyway, but gone. Um, well, I mean, ex-Muslims, so you think that ex-Muslims, a little bit of Islam is still in them? That's why? No, I think it's just like the, the culture is still in you. You've just chosen globalism rather than Islam. But it, it's the same, essentially the same ideology. You know, you, you want to sort of con convert all people to globalism, don't you? And, and you will convert the Middle East to globalism by force, by using the, the American bombs and the, and the, the artillery and stuff. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. So, so but, 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 but I give you examples of people being against Islam and still being ethno-national, like ex-Muslims in Iran being, ex, uh, being against Islam, but being ethno-nationalists like you, right? So mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean the same, but maybe... the. the and again, when you say globalism, globalism by itself doesn't have any. When you say spread globalism, what do you? Oh, well, I say yeah. I say, I say one of the issues with globalism, white religion, is because many globalists will see and will push the idea of egalitarianism. So all humans are equal, and so if we if we import a hundred million Africans into Europe or whatever they are no different to the Europeans. And that, that's kind of the issue I have. It's like we can just move people around like commodities and there's no actual, there's no ties to the land. They want to completely destroy any ties to the land and have people as, like I say, a, a, a dumbed down, homogenized, mixed race group that can be used to do low menial jobs whilst the elite are above them and uh, kind of a dictatorship kind of thing. That's how, so, that's how I see it. So, okay, so for me, your comparison of globalism to Islam is interesting because Islam wants to spread by defeating non as destroying the non-muslims like defeating them, mm. right? And that's mm. uh, it's for 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 the sake of Islam against everything else, right? But people like me, I think that are for globalism, they don't they don't want to defeat anything. They just want to share the values that work has worked in some countries with the rest of the world. Oh, you do. You want to defeat um, the kind of the, the homogeneity of Western nations by flooding them with uh, migrants, which basically destroys any collective spirit to overpower the evil globalist masters. That's kind of how it works. Because basically, diversity by definition makes weakness. 
homogeneity makes strength. So well, when you put it with that. Well, actually, as, as a globalist myself, I am actually looking at it more the other way around. I think the values that have worked in Western countries like in Europe and United States, I'm looking about the other direction. I'm thinking about those values being coming to countries like Iran, Saudi Arabia. That's fine, yeah. I'm fine with that. Wait, so, so you're fine with that? So you're, you're, so, you're, so you're a globalist then? Because you, want, you think those... No. Va- right. But the thing is, you, you can export values easily. You can export products. Like, I, I believe in the free market, what, what you're talking about, but I don't believe in free movements. Because what that really means is third world people coming to the welfare states of Europe and of North America. It's not the other way around. You know, that, that's okay, so, so there are some parts of globalism that you like then? Yeah, I mean, obviously, ideas, that, that's fine. I mean, ideas I, I and trade it. and free trade between countries. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So I, that, that's globalism. That. No, no, that's not good. See, what that is, it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a group of different ethno-nations around the world all working together. But they all have their beautiful diversity and they're separate. What you want is, and what like Magic the Waz and all these people want, they want floods and floods of third world people into Europe. We I, have this with uh, I don't Emmanuel want, Macron. I, I don't want that. Well, uh, you said free movement, didn't you, earlier? Did what? you say free movement? No, I'm just saying that's part of it that you don't. Okay, so I said free trade, free well, free move. I said I also said I, I, I said I'm from I said I'm from screening. I didn't say I'm for free movement. Did I say that? I just said that's part of the. I said that's part of the. Maybe I'm maybe I misspoke. Oh, yeah. But here's okay. but because previously I mentioned to you that I'm from very tough screening criteria. But my, my difference between between the difference between you and me is that the screening criteria that I'm looking for is based on values and based on ideas, not based on ethnicity, right? Um, so I, you know, I'm for free trade between countries. I'm lo- for lower barriers to free trade. I'm for uh, figuring out which cultures and which value systems work best and trying to spread that to other countries. And that works. That usually works the other way around, like from. Uh, European countries, that the Enlightenment values that are in European countries, and you know, bringing yeah to other places because it's been pr- a proven model that works: democracy, mm. secularism, uh, free speech, all of that. Um, that's what that's what my understanding. So, so, so basically, there's I think there's four elements, and two of it you're against, and two of it you're for. So, yeah. when it comes to globalism, you're talking about for free trade, you're for that. You're talking yeah. about spreading good ideas, you're for that. Uh, you're talking about free freedom to move freedom of movement you're against that right mm-hmm. and i'm obviously i'm against open borders as well i just disagree with the screening criteria that you have uh the fourth one is that i think the autonomy your country enjoys when it comes to making decisions for its own people right mm-hmm. uh and you think that uh, that globalism wants to have like a like for example in the european union where some decisions are made by some people that you exactly, yeah. that that was not that were not elected officials of your country right yeah, so yeah, exactly, yeah. so when it comes to globalism I'm, I'm also against decisions made by people that were not elected by the people of that country but i do think there needs to it, it helps all countries if they come together and to, to try to cooperate for common goals like the european union could be could have been if it wasn't so uh, bureaucratic, and if it wasn't some decisions were not made, some you know, made against the wish of the citizens of some countries, it could be a, it could be a model for actually countries getting together and making decisions um, 
I mean, that that helps that helps the entire planet if countries could yeah. could have ways for 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 I mean, to cooperate. It, 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 yeah, it was a trading block originally. That that was the original plan was right. for trade. But then eventually, started having the the sort of open mass immigration borders and stuff, and that's where it started. That's where UKIP came into it, and like uh, Brexit and all that. So yeah. if it remained a trading block, you would be for the European Union. Yeah. So that's that, fine. I mean, that's like see. So that's globalism. That's my idea of globalism. No, you see, you see, the thing is, when you're trading goods, like if you if you import a bag of potatoes, that's not going to have an impact on the country because they get consumed or whatever. But if you're if you're importing people, that's where the issue is. So that that's the basically the the opposition, you know. Um, so yeah, if, it, if it's if it's just if it's just like trade and ideas and science and all that sort of stuff, that's fine. That's fine, you know. So, but, but yeah, that's the traditional people, definition of globalism. Well, I, I would say globalism for me is mass immigration, open borders, and generally anti-white in, 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 in its uh, application. So it's mainly used okay, against but, white nations. But the thing is that we have had globalism has been a trend for a very long time in history. It's not a new thing, right? And even though globalism has been around for the past, like we had the Silk Road and everything, it's become, people are, countries are becoming more interconnected and all that. And we, never ha we didn't have open borders, right? But globalism has been with us for a long time. So what you're, well, what, 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 that's, just, that's just trading. That's the merchants and trading and stuff. That's not really globalism. I mean, that is globalism. That is, yeah, that's. So I guess I think what you created the think, boogeyman out of globalism. That's globalization, though. I think that's globalization. Okay, well, globalism is the belief in globalization being a good thing. So one of them is the ideology. One of them is the effect. Okay. Right. Well, so, so based on my definition of a globaliz uh, what globalism is, then you are you are not you are not you don't have anything against globalism. Yeah, no, no, Zach. I mean, if it's just what you're saying there, that's fine. You know, <laughs> there's no issue. But because uh, because based on my definition of globalism, globalism is responsible for bringing people out of poverty. Uh, more than ever before like people like well, po yeah. uh, poverty extreme poverty has dropped to historical lows the amount of starvation today mm -hmm. is less than what it was 500 years ago even though our population has increased by so much like less people are starving today in the world than than, than 500 that's amazing well, I, right? I, don't think that's I don't think that's globalism it's, just, it's more like capitalism you know but that's they go global. hand to hand well, yeah, I guess, I global, so, global, but... globalism is capitalism on a global scale yeah, I guess so, that's pretty. But again, I, I would say definitely as well, in terms of helping the poor, we're talking about trade rather than aid, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to when it comes to aid, I also think that giving people the means to uh, create businesses is obviously better than just giving them food, right? Like I know, yeah. I, like that. There's studies for that. That's been proven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Micro micro loans seem to be the best thing. Uh, so okay, so 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 when you so then when you when you are against globalism, just be careful because sometimes globalism might not mean what you think it does, right? When I when <laughs> when I when I say that oh I'm I'm an open op, I'm openly a globalist, I'm I'm for globalism. So maybe I'm not as filthy as you think I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's sort of like when Majid Nawaz will talk about replenishing the population of Europe with uh, random third world people and uh, again defending illegal immigration maybe you're different in your your version of globalism but definitely his version is not a nice one 
<laughs> so so, uh, so here's the thing. I'm I'm when a, if a country needs a certain sort of skill set, I'm okay with bringing in people. But I just think like it should be based on those skill set. Like how Canada has been so far. I don't know how it's going to change in the future. But for example, when Canada would be like, okay, we need this many engineers. We're, we don't have enough engineer. We don't. We need this many computer engineers. We need twenty thousand of them, right? Mm -hmm. So when they go like, okay, open, bring exactly this many en engineers to the country. That works for everybody, right? That's that's good for the country that is bringing them in, and it's based on skill set. It's based on exactly what is needed. It's based on what they don't have. It's good for the people that are coming in. Uh, a lot of the times they go back to their countries. Uh, some of them stay, some of them go back, and they bring in, bring back new uh, new skill sets to their own countries. It's a win-win-win, right? So I think like when it comes to it, it, when you say randomly bringing people, yeah, I'm against that. But if it's but if it's replenishing based on exactly what it what you need, I'm I'm all for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think also another issue is like where the population is exploding, where it's like we're not just replenishing, we're replenishing plus extra, extra, extra on top. And so that's another issue. It's like the population growth can't keep on going up forever. You understand? I mean, at a certain point, I've, it's going to collapse. But that has been something people have been afraid of for so many years, and it's never been that. It's never been, like, like we our population just recently went from three billion to seven billion, and people were thinking that there would, we would never be able to have this many people on this planet, and yet we went from having less people starving than ever before. Do you know what I mean? Even though our population grew by that much, I think people under people that were afraid of population increase underestimated the role of technology, the role of innovation, the role of new ways of m producing food, and you know producing everything. Um, mm. And I think I, I I don't think our population increase on a global scale is that much of an issue. I think for certain countries, population growth is to, uh, is becoming, for example, Philippines is suffering for too, from too much population. A lot of countries are suffering from too little population, right? But I don't think on a global scale, population increase is, is a is a big deal, especially given the, how fast technology is growing. We're going to be able to grow f f meat in, you know, in farms, and we're going to be able to get rid of half of our farms with the technology that we, is coming, right? There's going to yeah. be, you know, like, the amount of food production, food is going to become so dirt cheap, it's not even going to be an issue. It, real estate is going to become so dirt. If, if you get rid of half of the farms because of more efficient ways of producing food because of new technology, real estate is going to become so they're cheap we're going to even wonder why we ever worried about population growth at some point i think yeah i know but that, that's sort of like we're talking quite far in the future aren't we i think i mean for the meantime we have a lot of the green belt in the uk that's been built and built over purely due to mass immigration of people and it's not actually natives having babies it's just we're, yeah. we're not talking about that far in the future. I mean, look at the past few. Look at the population, the astronomical population growth in the past few years. If you went back uh, 500 years and told people how much the population is going to increase, they would think like, okay, this planet is definitely dead. If if that's the population, right? But but then but we actually living the best life ever. Less people are starving. Less people are living in poverty than ever before. Even though our population has astronomically become higher, so I don't, you know, so even in the short term future, I think our population is going to increase. But the thing is that technology is not only, uh, you know, advancing; it's advancing faster than ever before. The acceleration mm -hmm. in our technological discoveries, and that's another benefit from globalism. Uh, but by the way, I'm going to go to the live chat. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, go. I'm yeah, gonna go I'm gonna prepare their live chat questions. All right, guys, he's just going to take a five second break. I'm just going to read your live chat and I'm just going to do one topic after this one and then I'm going to end it. I think I'm going to do, I think I'm actually going to atheism and Christianity. I'm just going to do that one and then I'm going to end it. Mm, globalism, convenient timing after British has globalized the whole world and colonialism and all these other countries who don't like globalization now. Um, Daniel, I think you're giving too much credit for harm to the British. I think if you look at recent history, the British have done. Um, you, you, the, you, the British seem to be the only empire that you think of. But if you look at it more, in a, yeah. so Daniel is saying convenient timing after British has globalized the whole world and colonialized all these other countries. You don't like globalization now. I, I do think a lot of people, when they look at history, the recent history, they see that the British Empire, they, they forget how many other empires we had before the British Empire, right? And, and compared to, and to be, to be quite honest, guys, compared to the other empires, the British Empire's atrocities was very mild. I'm not saying they didn't commit war crimes and stuff like that and genocide and anything else. But I'm just saying that compared to other empires, the British Empire was the least barbaric one. Exactly. Right. Uh, Chris is saying, as a globalist, capitalist, internationalist, socialist... Wow. As a globalist... No, as a glob no, I missed a comma. As a globalist, <laughs> capitalist, comma, international socialists, comma, Islamist one world theocrats in the alliance against the public I don't understand the question sorry Chris uh, <laughs> Daniel is he a Christian and does he have children are you a Christian and do you have children uh, no I'm uh, agnostic and I have children <laughs> okay but I'm sort of anti-atheist basically yeah we're gonna get to that that's the last that's we're gonna talk about that one last. that's the last topic the next topic and the last one uh, have you asked him if the World War II uh, Jewish Holocaust happened? Oh, are you a Holocaust denier? Oh, no, uh, the Holocaust absolutely happened. So, yeah, no, no issue there. I think, I don't know if you're being serious or not, because I think... No, I have to, by law now, I have to say it happened. See, that's, the, that's why no, I don't... I, I have to, I have to, literally by law now, they can arrest me, so no, it absolutely happened. Six million died, evil, evil Hitler. Okay, so we can't get the answer to that question is because because Carl thinks that if he denies the Holocaust, he might get arrested. So he might actually be denying the Holocaust, but without telling us. So we don't know. No, it literally is. You can search at the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, the new definition. But go on, yeah, go on. Um, okay, so we we won't know if. Uh, yeah. All right. Can you can you like say? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not doing. Any, I'm not risking anything. Yeah. Okay. I'm not stupid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Jews were only allowed in certain employments, so they would be good at what they did. They weren't banned from many jobs, and they were, oh, they were banned from many jobs in Europe. Oh, so Chris is saying what the reason why you see Jews in certain uh, certain jobs is because they were banned from so many jobs that they had they that the few jobs that they were able to be in in Europe, they got so good at it, and that's why they are overrepresented in those yeah. industries. Yeah. That actually is uh, a true in um, the 10,000 year explosion. They talk about how the Ashkenazi 
developed their intelligence over a number of years in sort of the merchant jobs, the banking and that sort of thing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but that's, that doesn't seem very evil to me. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's just like, it, it's not so much that, it's more this kind of the, uh, the 20th century where it's really kicked off. If you read um, The Cultural Critique by Kevin MacDonald, he goes into it. Like I say, he's an expert on all that sort of stuff. I'm not really, I, I don't really care about Jewish uh, questions, to be honest. I don't really sort of, it's not a major concern for me. Uh, Daniel saying, all the times we brought up Nazis, we should also bring up Nazis now because he's a Nazi. So Daniel saying you're a Nazi. <laughs> Are you no, a Nazi? I completely, ha I completely hate National Socialism because basically National Socialism is a massive state. I'm a, I'm a narco-capitalist, so I hate National Socialism. I hate them as much as communists. I have no issue, so... Um, all right, let me see if I could go ask him a question from... Does he want more white people to have more children? Is he against white abortion? Uh, definitely, yes, more have more children and stop being feminists. But uh, abortion, I'd say I'm against it except for rape and kind of incest. Okay. Uh, let's just go to the last topic, uh, atheism and Christianity. So you're not a Christian yourself, but you like Christianity and you are against atheists. Why? Yeah, uh, basically the main one is due to the birth rate of so long term. I think it's about 1.2 average atheism is cancer. Atheism is cancer because atheists have less babies? Yes. But, but do you think that... Um, atheism so okay you you don't believe in god do you believe in god uh like i say i i believe in possibly something but again like I say, i'm not sort of massively it's not a massive issue for me to be honest the okay. main point is yeah, go on, go on. okay but okay so if atheists had more kids then you would be for atheists not for it i mean um possibly maybe uh i think the main issue is anything that's uh, resulting in less uh, births by white people or Europeans is clearly not good as a nationalist. That's the main issue. And so the more atheism there is, the less white babies being born. So you know, Muslim, <laughs> Muslims, Muslims in the UK having like four or five children with four women, you know, it's like... <laughs> so for atheists to win you over, they just need to have more babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so okay, so you the, you have no problem with their ideas, like you don't have any problem with the fact that they think there is no God, religion is bullshit. You just want them to have more babies. I will say, in terms of the kind of the main atheists, there's a really good book you need to read. It's called The uh, Irrational Atheist by Boxday, and uh, he completely debunks the likes of Sam Harris. Uh, Richard Dawkins and um, the like Christopher Hitchens and uh, it's it's really uh, I mean you'd love it you should actually do a, a review of that book to be honest debunk them uh, and what like can you can you give me your own arguments oh, like what's wrong with atheism so one of the arguments for example that like atheists will say uh, most of the wars in the world are caused by religion and that's why religion needs to go but he actually found out only 6% of all wars in humanity have been caused by religion and half of those wars involve Islam so it, it's other factors basically but there are other, other issues as well, um, well okay so first of all um, it, it, it's not that they caught a lot of wars or religion is used as a weapon not that the original factor was religion do you know what I mean like it's kind of like it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a weapon rather than a cause do you know oh, what I mean, no, but, I mean 
Well, he's actually going into this completely, and a lot of it's more about ethnic uh, indifferences or differences of language. Even I mean, like we have like um, and um, we, they, what people misunderstand is motivation using religion as a motivation versus a tool. If you're looking for the motivation, yes, the, the numbers are very low. In fact, it's very hard to find. Usually, the motivation is something else, and then the religion is used as an excuse as as a tool. Do you yeah, understand so what I mean? So, but and yeah. but but. If, if if but whether it's used as a tool as a, or whether it's used as a tool or whether it was the original goal is it's a negative factor if anybody says religion is the most evil thing obviously they're wrong if they're anything i mean a lot of activists want to make sure that what they're fighting against is the worst thing in the world I and mean, i think they they might exaggerate things but religion is what what we what we have to argue, what we argue is not that re- without religion there would be no wars. What we're saying without religion there would be less excuses for wars. There would be less excuses for many crimes. Well, that's not- compl- it's completely false. Completely false, actually. I mean, uh, the, 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 the the reasons for the um, the wars, the majority have nothing to do with religion. So, like I say, I mean, okay, you got to read the book. I would definitely advise, okay. I would uh, read the book, but I just want to yeah. I just want to say, like, for example, let's say I I look at your house. And uh, like you're looking, and I want to invade your house, right? And because you have much nicer houses than me, you have much more uh, jewelries in your house than me. So I, and my motivation is to come and steal everything you have, right? But then I'm going to tell yeah. my servants that you are a pagan, and you need to die, um, and that's why we're going to go and kill you, right? So and yeah. then we come and kill you, and we take your house. And this is what happens when people do studies. Like, okay, the motivation here was greed, not religion. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they counted not as religion; they counted as greed. What I'm saying, uh, yes, but this was not the religion was not the motivation, but religion was used. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 how it's categorized usually, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and and again, and when people point to uh, atheists that commit crimes, they're like, yeah, we never said religion is the only source of harm. There are other shitty ideas yeah. out there, right? Yeah. So, but but the point is that religion is a shitty idea, whether or not is the source of all harm. Or not? Do you understand? I mean, like, we never. No, I mean, but do you understand now that if if you're a religious person, like a Christian, and you're causing no one any harm, what's the issue with being a religious person or believing in religion? What what's the issue? Well, okay, so uh, this is the difference between fighting ideas and fighting people, right? So, mm-hmm. and what we, we, if you look at it individually, you could always find examples that it's not an issue, right? So, for example, the, do, do you believe in astrology? Uh, no, don't, not not really. No, no. So <laughs> astrology, astrology is nonsense, right? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But how many people have been killed by astrology? Astro- astrological, like astrology as an idea. Not that many people have been killed, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. But I will fight that as a bullshit idea, just because it's, it doesn't make any sense. You were like, well, who is it, who is it harming, right? But the thing is that the people that believe in astrology also believe believe in a whole bunch of other nonsense things. If you could, if people are trained to believe in things without evidence, right? Like, do you believe vaccines cause autism? Oh uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So, the, like, what I'm saying is that if somebody could be made to believe that astrology is real. They're also as easily made to believe that vaccines cause autism because these are not people that are trained to go out and look for evidence, right? And maybe astrology is not harmful, uh, but believing vaccines cause autism, that's harmful, right? So what I'm saying is like we fight bullshit. We don't discriminate between the bullshit that we fight. When something doesn't make sense, when something is nonsense, we want to to encourage people to find evidence. Because the the thing is that people that believe in people that are so gullible, they're usually taken advantage of in many different ways. 
And religion is 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 the number one bullshit ideology. Is God is the most popular superstition out there, and that's why we go after it the most. But I mean, would you also say you're against the idea of taxation in the sense that the government effectively is stealing your money and then redistributing it in a kind of mafia-like way? Would you say that? Would you against? Are you against stealing, for example? Are you against theft? I'm against theft, but taxation. I'm not against taxation. I mean, we need oh, but, when we get to, when societies get together, they usually hire some people to do the protection thing, and they and they put everybody puts their money together and pay the people that they are supposed to protect the rest of them. Okay, but do you believe people could do that without taxation? Do you think people would let the poor starve and let, uh, uh, like I say, uh, people who are sick go get just basically die without taxation? Okay, but that would be a form of tax. Okay, so as soon as you get together, and you see that some people are have some some people need help, some 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 people need protection, and as soon as you get together and be like, okay, let's raise money, so that we could afford these things, that would be taxation. No, but the point is, if people have voluntary charity, voluntarism, and voluntarily give to people who actually need resources for a certain amount of time, and then that person actually gets better or makes a better part, uh, way of their life, that's very different to someone putting a gun to your head and demanding your money via taxation. You understand? So you're against taxation? Well, effectively, I mean, I mean it, I'm, I'm against theft. So if you're against theft, like uh, stealing money, you're so against... against Right. So, but the thing is that I mean that would never work if like there's show me like Wait, do, do, if, do we have charity? Do we have charity? Do charities raise money? Yeah, but okay, I'm I'm for charity, and I don't think okay. religion religion has a monopoly over charity. Okay, there's many charities that have nothing to do with religion, right? Um, and I also think that charity is important, but the problem is that a lot of people don't. Uh, when it comes to charity, people usually donate to what they feel mostly. Um, emotionally attached to, rather than what well, money what's, is, what's, what's, what, 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 rather than what's money needed the most, right? So, for example, when, what, what, huh? Issue that they want to voluntarily give their money to a certain charity. No, that's good. We should have ch we should have charities, but yeah. I'm just saying we need we also need a separate body that funds things that need funding, but nobody is feeling emotionally um, motivated enough to fund things that but, are not. So, do you think people? Do you think people won't feel emotionally? about children having cancer you don't think they'll give money to children with cancer yeah, no they would okay donate that but they might not feel to, uh, to give money to fill the pothole uh, you know to 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 like do the sur the search stuff for well i mean why okay, not? because if, if they why can not? get away with it they think like okay it's basically the prisoner's uh, dilemma right if everybody if if i don't pay right maybe everybody else will pay and i don't have to pay if it's voluntarily you know what i mean no, no, but, but if you have a collective society... I don't, collective okay, how is it related to atheism, though? No, I'm just saying, basically, if you believe in a bad idea, which is the state, you believe in that, don't you? You believe that we have to have taxation. So, effectively, you believe in a religion. That's the point, you see. Often, when you replace God, you replace it with the state. And so, really, you have not actually... You've not given up on religion. You've, you've replaced it with the state. The sort of... The, 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 the father figure of the state cares for you. That, that's how you see this, how the world. I think if people get together and come up with an agreement, it's a, it's a social contract. If we want to live together, this is some rules that we abide by, and this is oh, how no, so this is how everybody yeah. and this is how no, everybody should right. contribute. But let me tell you, so, uh, re but yeah, re re religion. When you say it's a religion, religion for me has to have two things for it to be a religion. First of all, it has to have supernatural elements. 
Second of all, it has to have rituals. I know a lot of people. A lot of a lot of people want to criticize atheists. They want to shed love. Well, you're also religious. Uh, no, 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 um, no, no, when no, no. when they say you're also religious, that's an admission that they think religion is a bad thing. So that's good, at least when people use religion as an insult because they're recognizing that religion is a bad thing. But then the way they define religion, then almost everything becomes a religion because they the loose definition that they have for religion, then becoming a fan of everything all of a sudden becomes a religion. As long as people get together for a certain goal all of a sudden it becomes religion if that's the definition of religion yeah i guess then everybody's okay, religious yeah. right go on yeah okay so i would say with a social contract if you're born into a country as a baby a baby cannot sign a contract so by definition there's no such thing as a social contract it's a, it's, a, it's a complete it's a false term so you can't have a social contract when you're a baby so so you're saying people should be able to opt out of taxes yes. okay so and also, that, that's a different that's a different discussion but that's along with the nationalism because basically if you choose to have a society where you all contribute and you all have a set set rules set things you you can do and whatever then i have no issue with that it's volunteerism has that ever do you think that has have you has that ever worked though like do you have an example of a country that didn't have taxation and then collapse well, the, uh, the United States, when it was first founded, was very much towards my mindset, more kind of minarchism, so minimal, absolutely minimal government. So we're talking like... But only some government. Police, but some but government. Only for, uh, only for basic defense and that sort of thing, but not for like massive, huge tax programs, redistributing wealth according to who votes for the party. So, like you're, for, so you're for minimum government, not for no yeah. government. But for you're minimum, not, So minimal, for even minimum government, you're going to need to pay the government. Yeah, but I'm talking about the absolute minimal, whereas now it's like it's a complete... So you're um, for reducing tax rates, not for eliminating it? Well, virtually eliminating it, but obviously minimal, minimal is the best. So yeah, but how's that? Okay, but how's that? How's that got to do with your you being atheist against atheism? I don't understand. Like, how's that? Because what I'm saying is, a lot of people they believe in the state as the only way of caring for the poor and caring for the sick. When in reality, we could do that without the state. And so, but even without religion, you would still have charity, though. Yes, I know. But the point is, so how's that atheism? So like, okay, so whether you're right or wrong, yeah, atheism still stands. You know what I mean? I don't understand how that would negate anything you say. Even even if you don't believe in a god and you think religion is bullshit, charity yeah. will still be there. Well, actually, you have more charity uh, from religious people, to be honest. That's another sort of uh, issue. So what's the problem with uh, atheism, then? Uh, I, I just say atheism, like I say, with, with not having less children. So long-term, so, humanity So over. you have nothing against them being against religion other than the fact that they have less kids? Well, the basic fact is, if you have anything that results in a 1.2 birth rate, by definition, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a, it's a poison. It, it, it's, a, it's toxic to humanity. Um, I mean, it is, it is, it is. You, said, you think we have overpopulation problem, though? You th- you oh, no, that. no. That, that's due to feeding Africa, basically. That, 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 that's the issue there. But uh, in terms of atheism, and especially atheism being, being essentially pushed on European people rather than Africa. And obviously Africans... You, how, do you, mean, how do you think atheism re- relates to people having less babies? Like, you think it's their I, atheism I, that's making them have less babies? I think, for example, like in Christianity, it says go forth and multiply in Islam. It's about having more children, more wives. Basically, Islam and these religions are their they're kind of uh, memeplexes for having more babies. That's all that really matters, having more babies and continuing your, your, your species. And so if all people went atheist, society would be over. 
that's 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 one of the main could, could it could it be not because of their atheism could it be because more like an average more intelligent people are more a, like atheists and maybe more I mean, that's false as well that, 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 that's false as that well. was a it's study true. that showed that that was the case that um an average not obviously individuals they're different and maybe people that are um more intelligent well, actually, uh, are also yeah. have less babies or more well, educated well, more educated people have less babies no, what that was is basically it was like people who identify as atheists versus people who are irreligious. So people who identify as atheists specifically, they might be more uh, uh, kind of intelligent, but the people who actually don't have religion, like which is millions of people, they're not actually more intelligent than the ones who are religious. And obviously we have. Oh, oh wait, so you're saying scientists? We have yeah. thousands of scientists in history who were who were religious. So. Yeah, but on average, you're saying athe you said atheists, people that are actually atheists are more intelligent on average? That's what you said. On I think it might have been. Yeah. But like I say, if you include people who are by definition atheists, but don't identify as that, they're not okay. actually more intelligent. So gone. Okay, but okay, so people that are openly against religion and people that are usually also on average more educated. And it might be that education and intelligence that is a factor in them having this baby, not the atheism itself. Uh, it could be, but also you have. Uh, so you, if 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 it was proven that education and intelligence is re results less babies, would you be against education and higher intelligence? I would definitely be against education, especially for like <laughs> young women. To be honest, and um, <laughs> okay. yeah, sort of like well, not all young women, but I think a lot a lot of the kind of pushing women into okay. these uh, pointless degrees where they come out with tens of thousands of pounds or dollars of uh, debt. And and they've basically been having thousands and thousands of, of like random sexual partners, and they come out and they're into their mid thirties or forties, and they're completely depressed on, on antidepressants, and they hate their life, and they have like twenty cats. I'm not sure that's a good idea for anyone, to be honest. And, and that's one of the kind of the nationalist me messages is like women right. are actually are more happy having a family rather than having a kind of gender studies degree you know yeah and i think this goes back to you seeing that there being a value in preserving a race which i don't exactly. see but i don't see any yeah. value in that that's why i don't understand why I, the, I don't see the obsession with birth rates especially given that very soon we're gonna not even be uh, my prediction is within a few within the next decade or so uh nobody's gonna like most people are not even gonna be need to get pregnant to have babies um what like 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 we're going to be able to have babies exactly the way we want them outside of our, outside of a outside of our uh outside of a human you know what i mean you don't need to become pregnant you could just have them grow really and, and, yeah i'm pretty sure we're going to be able to have, yeah you, we'll be able to, you should be able to what outside That's, the womb yeah of course and you should yeah, you okay. you would be able to see, yeah you, you don't see that coming I'm seeing that coming f very fast because you you will be able to watch it grow you will be able to exactly control the environment with it exactly exact chemicals that it needs like all you you it's a perfect conditions you could see it's healthy that it, you could you could watch it grow in your living room in a see <laughs> in a see uh, see through uh, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds a bit weird to me, but well, I'm controlling all the traits as well, like blonde hair, blue eyes, and all that sort of stuff. Anything you want, probably. Anything you <laughs> pro the, the the proper like imagine how, how every time the mother gets stressed, it has a negative impact on the on the child, right? 
But now yeah. you don't have to worry about that. You can make sure that there's nothing, there's no, you know, imbalances in the hormone. You're getting the perfect nutrition. Your diet, you know, if mother doesn't have a proper diet, it's not good for the baby. But if it's out, if everything is happening outside, then all of that what is controlled. But what about antibodies in the breast milk, that sort of stuff? Oh, you can add all of that in there. All of that <laughs> should be in there. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a bit new brave world to me. I don't know, just breaking the world, I don't know. Well, I oh. mean, a lot of the things mm. that we had, yeah, I think it's coming for sure. I think it would, yeah, anyways. Uh, Daniel saying, I don't think, I don't really think these things about Britain, but he says blacks and Asians did bad things. I'm just playing the game. I don't, I don't think that's the, okay. Uh, I think that was about the previous conversation we had. Mm. Is he a cultural? Okay, Chris is asking, is he a cultural Christian? Yeah, I'd probably say so, yeah. yeah. That makes, what does that, that mean to you? Uh, it's sort of like the values that we have in the West are the result of Christianity, or at least the <laughs> remnants. They're, uh, not, they're I, not. I know, I know, I know. You're gonna go. I know. <laughs> but, they're, 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 okay, so here's they're the in, enlightenment thinkers in Europe. They are they brought most of the values that you enjoy today, that like Christianity, and they were anti-Christian, right? They're, well, I think, like, like I say, I mean, um, Vox Day covers a lot. A lot of this in the book. I read it a few months ago. Like I say, I mean, but I mean, the, one of the, one of the things, for example, where uh, we have monogamy in this in the West, whereas you have polygamy in kind of Islamic countries, that comes out of the religion, surely. Yeah, I mean, you have polygamy in the Bible as well. No, but I mean, in terms of the West, polygamy is not normal, isn't it? It's a man and a woman like Adam and Eve. Um, yeah, but we have... Okay, so what, what are you saying as a Christian thing or that's a Western thing? As a Christian thing. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, Jesus himself... Okay, if you want to go by Jesus, he didn't even have a wife. So maybe if you want to follow the Jesus model, oh, maybe you should be against Christianity because Jesus... Why did it, Jesus didn't have a wife and produce children? What's, that's not a good role model to have. Yeah, but he put out there, go forth and, and uh, multiply. So I think possibly. But like I said, I'm not, in, I'm not into the Christian stuff. I don't really know much about it. So. But... <laughs> No, but but the thing, okay. So, for example, in Iran, like Islam allows you to have multiple wives, but the culture there is very against having multiple wives, right? So that's why you see there's a social taboo against. So you see the 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 fight between culture and religion uh, in the in people's lives, right? Okay. Uh, but again, but I don't know if having multiple wives was a bad idea at the time where men were dying more than women. You know what I mean? Like it made sense at some point in history. Like if it were like if there was one man for every for for every uh, for if there was four women for every wives, then it would make sense to have more wives, no? But typically, typically though, you're going to have equal numbers of men and women, and so if you have lots of women going with one man, you have lots of men who are with women, and they're going to get really angry and have like revolutions and stuff. So that can be quite an issue. Well, that, in, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, the problem with religion is that it, you just get stuck with certain values. The, pro, the great thing about enlightenment way of thinking is that you keep adjusting based on new conditions. You know what I mean? You figure out what's working and what you need for society, and you adjust. When it comes to religion, some things might have work some things do not work some things apply some things don't apply it's just but people just see it as a source of authority and it just gets you get stuck with ancient ways of living uh even I think though also you go to, 
you have a situation where you have almost no values and you slip into kind of like a hedonistic nihilism where it's like we can do anything can be anything we can, like men can be women women can be men and it's just like it, it's like a kind of kind okay, of that's a, diff that's a different discussion about the things that i don't want to get into the specific mm. things that you said yeah. because, uh, but the, yeah. but the thing is that i'm not i'm a, i'm not for not having any values i'm just saying we have to have value system i just think it's having these value system based on rational rationally thinking about what values work is better than going and looking at ancient books and trying to figure out how our ancestors live mm, possibly right. but I think, as well, I think for the majority of people as well like they often have it easier when they have just when they're basically told what to do you know it's like it's kind of sad but i think it's like they they find that more easy, easier than just actually yeah some people uh, need some people need guidance right i agree with yeah, that exactly. some people need yeah. some people need guidance but yeah. i think that guidance has to be based on good information rather than ancient books that's all i'm saying mm, yeah i mean yeah go on <laughs> <laughs> well you can think about that and we could have this discussion yeah. later yeah. um so i'm just saying did he get his libertarian ideas from the cult leader stefan molinux okay uh, oh yeah, he's good. He is. I have to bring him on the show. He's treating he's treating atheism like religion. Um, okay, so people send me questions. Uh, Armin's pushing the fantasy now. Which fantasy? Guys, send me questions. Okay, I think that was it. I've it's red guns and. Uh, okay, so that's another comment. Um, anyway, so I think we're out of questions. L think. Uh, uh, do you think I was fair to you? Uh, do you no, think definitely, like, yeah, 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 that's fine. I mean, like, um, the globalism one was a bit interesting. I, I still think a lot of globalists do push kind of mass immigration, to be honest. But mm. did I change your views uh, on anything? Uh, um, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is is just like you have a very different view in terms of the ethno stuff and the kind of wanted to preserve a kind of people. So, like I say, we're talking opposites basically. Mm. So. So Troy is saying, when are you going to get a better guest? I think some people don't like your views. But, but guys, the thing is that these are important conversations to have. We need to talk with people that we disagree with, right? Like, I think that that's the only way for us to learn from each other, right? Uh, uh, Darnley is saying it was fun. Oh, thank you, Darnley. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, no matter how much we think we might disagree with each other's opinions, I think, uh, Carl, you agree that these conversations are important, right? I mean, oh, at, yeah, definitely. and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we can, sh we can, we can, we, you know, even if we, you don't change my views, or I don't mm -hmm. change your views, there are a whole bunch of people that would be listening to this. And people mm -hmm. do change their, I mean, I know people change their opinions, right? And at the end of the day, I think whoever is right, and whoever is wrong, the best ideas, if we let them challenge if we let everybody challenge each other's ideas i think at the end of the day the best ideas win right so the, the more we exchange ideas whoever is right i think the more we have we have these discussions uh, the more we basically it's kind of like a darwinism of ideas at the end of the day the ones that do are the most productive and are the most helpful yeah. will come out surviving uh, no. But anyways, thank you so much. I took so much of your time, and you've been very, very generous. Uh, Soraya saying, guest is fine. Just the audio had too much echo. So, yeah, because I had to move. Sorry about this new environment. Um, I'll, I'll, it, it won't be like this next time. Um, Armin is way better than Yahweh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Christy. All right. Okay. Thank you, Carl. I won't take you any more of your cool. time. All right. I appreciate your cool. time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.